world around the world around universal world what i was telling you before though i kept saying to nick i said oppenheimer the oppen uh, hymen that oppenheimer the oppenheimen oppenheimen (laughs) and the whole time i was like so the one thing we learned about this movie that the Jews killed Jesus. <laughs> oh, well, no, wait. That's the passion. Yeah. The Jews. They, no, they no just... the Jews invented the nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if he just like uh, Jesus came back? He's like, hey, guys. And the only thing that could kill him was a nuke. Is a and nuke? he's like, I'm going to show up in Hiroshima. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? I'm back. Look at this. And he's like walking on water. And then the fucking blast. He's like, shit. Yeah, fucking dude, Christopher Nolan just does not miss, does he? No, and I mean, again, to me and you were texting about it, like, as I was, like, watching this movie, I was like, for something that's, oh, A, a long movie, it's not, like, super, it's more, I would say, over-the-top suspenseful. Yeah. The way it kept me so enthralled, because it just seems like every time you turned a corner, it'd be, like, a cameo from another, and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So, well, like... They they literally brought uh what was it Matt Damon he's he's took like a hiatus mm-hmm. and he said the only thing that he would do is if uh, Christopher Nolan called him he said I don't care about my hiatus I'm going to do the movie and then of course who calls Matt they call Matt Damon up and he's like Matt yeah. Damon he's like, I'm gonna go act Matt Damon you care Matt Damon Matt Damon it's like you got to get into the part Matt Damon. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I mean, I, I can't say I'm a huge history buff. So, like, a lot of this, uh, I don't know if you did this. While watching this, I was kind of pausing the movie and, looking and, then, it up. and then looking shit up. It's crazy, though, how accurate it is, though, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right on point. And it's like, I, what I love about it is the uh, the jump between black and white. Yeah, Scott Grimes. He so, does Scott's voice on American Dad. That's a oh, little kid yeah. from Critters. He's yeah. Band of Brothers. He just yeah. plays counsel. He follows around Strauss, who's uh, Robert Downey Jr. But before we get into the big, luscious meat of this, fucking hit it, baby. My fucking body hurts. <laughs> you sore? Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, you know it would be funny if he was just like uh, Oppen, Oppen, I keep thinking Oppenheimer. Robert now. Oppenheimer? No. He, well, he's out there talking to, uh, which one called Albert Einstein, and he just pushes him in the water yeah, and starts like drowning. There you him. go, you old fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, why hey. would you push me into this pond? <laughs> why would you do such a I thing? Like, I like. I can't swim. They have like the the Jewish German he was accent. French, right? Yeah. No, he was German. Yeah, he's German. He was right, Jewish. Yeah, yeah, well, right. he was Jewish, but no, from that I'm, area. No, I was doing the accent for some reason. I was like, wait, that's not French. Why did I say that? And then I was like, wait, was he French? And then I was trying to remember where he's recollecting, and he was like. Yes, it was before I was a piece Jean, of Jean-Luc. <laughs> uh, and I got to say, Einstein. the big thing I'm going to come swinging out of the gate right away with is yeah. obviously I think out of everybody that's in this movie, right? Yeah. I would say uh, Robert Downey as Strauss fucking killed it. Where he has his whole meltdown at the end. Very hateful, too. So like fucking you're... good. And I would say, you know, again, spoiler, the one thing I almost did a backflip out of my fucking chair with Gary Ullman. Yeah. As as uh, Truman, where he's like, "So I got blood on my hands," and he's just fucking staring at him, yeah. and he gives him like a handkerchief, so, I mean, and then he's like, 
nobody cares that you built the bomb. They care about who dropped it. And he's like, and he's like oh, that was me. Yeah. Like, yeah. straight up. And, and it made me think about that same thing. It's like, if somebody fucking shoots you, you don't care who manufactured they, Beretta or Glock. They tried want... to go after a Winchester back in the day, but it, it really is true. It's like, who pulled the trigger? Who Who's the one? Like, then they kick, the And then they're showing him out. He's like, don't let that crybaby back in here he, again. He, I was like, bro. He fucking, dude, he's gangster. You, like, know, you know he really said that to him in real life? That's what I'm saying. I was looking yeah. up stuff like that. But I was the reason I bring all that up is maybe I'm a little biased because I like Killian Murphy a lot. I didn't really, I didn't fuck with his acting in this. I, to be honest, I liked it. I like how he was uh, constantly withdrawn, constantly like it seems like he's on Perplexed. another realm. Yeah, like so he's like so focused, and this is a true like would would uh, throughout the entire like his life he like was undernourished and everything because he was so deep in thought and was working himself so hard that that's like in parts of that movie where that guy shows up and he's like eat always eat, eat telling him eat, to eat yeah. because he would not fucking eat he would sit there and smoke cigarettes chain smoke yeah. and fucking just like get lost dude so like in a way it's, a lot of guys are like and that. he lost like i think 15 pounds for this well that's the thing if you get you get so obsessed with your own work it's like yeah the, the things of like eating and showering and sleeping just like completely fall by the what, wayside what happened to christian bale where the fuck has he been at too like i was just I thinking about no that. he like, just did that ford movie didn't he oh yeah like that ford but that's and... i thought that was like two years old already it could be maybe he's doing something else he's gearing up but again i think the reason why i'm very um maybe like i said i'm i'm kind of because i've i'm a big fan of his as far as the peaky blinder show goes yeah. so i've seen him do a lot of monologues on that show and you see a lot yeah. of like the he especially the character that he plays is such like a master manipulator yep. excellent negotiator he kind of looks like, like it right now though like he, he's it's like, just you get so much yeah. from him from that show to so to kind of almost see him kind of dialed back a little bit and he's constantly trying to just be like yeah He's a cool, level-headed one out of everybody. It's like that's why I thought it was. It was interesting. I'm not saying it was bad. I just I know what he's capable of, like the performance I, he can give, and I just felt like it's like, damn, they didn't go over the top with anything. As soon as I saw him in 28 Days Later, I was like, I love Killian Hello. Murphy. Yeah, because like I'm pretty sure that was like close to like around like when it, when it well it was his like big break. I know that much. And he's like, "Hello, is there anyone alive out there?" And yeah. then it fucking intense, and they're like chasing him down and like gas masks. But uh, this this is uh, a Christopher Nolan movie, like we were saying. Uh, it came out July twenty first, twenty twenty three. It's gotten nominations for Golden Globe Award. Uh, it's starring Killian Murphy, Florence Pugh, uh, Emily Blunt, uh, Emily Blunt, yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, my one of my favorite actors, and he never gets enough credit. I love Josh Hartnett, dude. That was the one, dude. I was yeah. like, oh shit, he is alive. Like yeah. when I saw well, him, because he took he took a major break from acting as well, is because he was like unhappy doing it. Yeah. But like Josh Hartnett is like a really really good actor. Like yeah, oh yeah, dude. The Thirty Days a Night or whatever that was, the vampire movie. He was excellent yeah. in that. But um, Matt Damon. Sorry, Gary Oldman. Well, our, uh, our boy from uh, fucking Cocaine Bear, Alden. I, Eckenrich or whatever his name is. Oh yeah. The, yeah, you know, so he plays the guy that's kind of interviewing Strauss and all this other shit. But yeah, I thought I right away I just kept picturing him in the denim with Cube's kid with O'Shea, and I was just like, oh, that's right, he was in that fucking great movie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I forgot what this dude's name was too, and I thought it was the guy that played it, uh, Rami uh, Malik or Malek. 
right here. I thought it was no the guy that shows up at the end and he's yeah. all like it's a Strauss. Yeah, I thought it was. Asshole. I thought it was what's his name uh, from it. No, he looks like him though. Yeah, they had Josh Peck in this too. The fucking little fat Josh Peck. Yeah, he'll always be fat Josh Peck. Fuck that piece of shit. He's the one that fucking pushes the button, right? When he's like. You gotta watch that needle, son. It better not drop on the like one. Yeah, bolt or on the test. Like yeah, the yeah. test. Yeah, I yeah. spotted him too, and I was like, "Ah, oh, there he is." Yeah. So, uh, movie came out in twenty twenty three. Uh, I'm trying to fucking go through. Yeah, that's I went through all that dumb shit. Uh, how much do you think that the budget was? Oh man, this had to be. I mean, it's all yeah. a number one. There's a lot of people in this. It's a very long movie. It's, it's surprising. Error. It's an error. The piece. budget's surprising, actually. I'm not trying to throw a wrench in there. It's like you would think that it was so stacked. That's where I'm trying to not lean you away from. Like 210 million. Less. No. Yes. No way. Yes, way less. How? Well, because honestly, well, Robert Downey himself was making like 50. How many special effects are in it? I mean, there's up a lot until of it. a certain point. It's not just that; it's a timepiece. So it's like again, you gotta get all those old World War Two shit. When you when you set this up and you set it up, and most of the t- most of the I mean, stuff it is takes, all dialogue, well, right? It, and it does take place in that little town. So it's like you get in the desert, you no build Salamos. a set, and it doesn't cost that much to build that stuff out. So, how much would you think? Take one more guess. It's not two hundred million. One fifty. Hundred million dollars. Wow. So that that's actually insane. And I think and I think the reason that like cuz you think that all these actors would get paid but see here's the here's the thing every single actor nowadays like what I was talking about with Matt Damon yeah, they are, well they're trying to be in Christopher Nolan movies so they're taking a little bit less than oh, what they would okay. normally do. So everybody's trying to get their hands on a Christopher oh, and him, Nolan. Him. Uh fuck I always forget his name. He was in the Yeah, new... Matthew Pre- Matthew Perry's gay brother. The well the, he was in the new Pet Cemetery and he was in uh, he also does Nolan stuff cuz he was in Lawless. Yeah. With yeah. Tom Hardy uh, and uh his name's slipping me right now. God damn it. Something it's oh, simple okay. too. It's like Josh Brown. It's something like stupid. Hold on, I'll look it up right now. Just so we're not too far off. It's we're talking about the guy that's fucking uh the like pretty much prosecuting him. Yeah. Jason Clark. Jason Clark. That's yes. it. Jason Clark. And you that t- you didn't and like that, the new Pet Cemetery. I liked him in uh, that. Dude, I fucking hated it. I thought I, he was great when he's I, like, terrible. Fuck. He's like, fuck God, he can take another kid's baby. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah man. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I understand that. Like, I get down with that, but I I, I did not like him. And I like this dude. I, what's, and you have to look this guy up to, the one that keeps feeding him him. Every time I see him, I always think of the scene from... Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, where he flies off his moped, and he's like, oh, my balls! <laughs> yeah, it's hard to... It's like, that's the one thing I hate sometimes about like such iconic movies and stuff like that, or a part in a movie. Like, I'll think of like certain people, like, they ruin their career sometimes. Like, And Robert Downey didn't do it because he, I watch him in this, and I didn't think, like, hey, that's Iron Man up there. No. I was like, that's Robert Downey Jr. But he also had a little bit of a uh, acting career before that. But if like, right. you go after, like, Daniel Ratcliffe, like those yeah. people that are like, you're like, yo, Harry Potter's doing some crazy shit. He just did shit. some neo Nazi like, thing. There's like yeah. that meme of oh, him yeah. floating and he's around. Like, Shut up. And yeah. I was like, Whoa. I dude. know, dude. It <laughs> fucking freaked me the out. Only the guy person... was like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's all like, skinhead. You're like, what the shit? Hogwarts didn't accept everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but so it, it follows uh, Oppenheimer, and he's, uh, as he's taking uh, physics 
pretty much. Yeah. Uh, was it quantum physics, pretty yeah, much? Yeah, he had a theory of quantum physics, but it wasn't prevalent in the United States, which is why he was over in Europe. So when he, I guess, went over there and became, like, this great physics guy, like, when he came back to America, he was, like, the fucking bee's knees. Like, everybody, that's why the the beginning of this movie here, he's kind of just telling his story of, like, oh, well, I started out studying here, and then when I came back, like... Strauss was, or who's Robert Downey Jr., was basically running this institute and, like, ba- basically fucking hand jobbed me to get me to stay here and teach. Yeah. And, you know, he had, like, one person attend his class. And then what he was talking about was so mind. There's Josh. Yeah, yeah. Out of the, out of the, out of the realm of, like, what was his class just yeah, grew. Yeah. So, and his. <laughs> his class was like inclusive too which, which i liked is that he involved everyone and he didn't just sit up there and lecture it was almost like a discussion back and forth and that's well, what that's, how that's what all caught, smart people yeah, are all best teachers do that kind of stuff when you get involved and you uh, accept that like you know other people's yeah. minds into your own conversation they call it something different now but now, like basically what this was is this was like the first think tank they call that's what they call it now yeah. it's like there's actual companies that do this yeah, well, like Google does that. They're like, you want to relax, and then you have fun, and you can shoot pool. But well, they'll do that as like an outsource. So, like, let's just say me and you are all like, hey, we got to fucking figure out how we're gonna grow this podcast in the next two years. And like, there's companies where they sit down with people like this, and they're like, we got to rethink the algorithm. What what can they be doing? They're just like, man, you know, some guys got to be like, they got it, fucking. <laughs> somebody figures it out you know what i mean? was expecting you to i was like what's he gonna say what's he gonna say no i didn't have anything geared up i was just saying this like, this other dude too uh what is it benny uh Safdi Saf, or something i can't say i didn't look up his name he's the guy that talks like this he's very weird like and he's like the uh, one his wife discover- won't shake his hand that yeah guy? discovering the hydrogen bomb and everything well he proposed the theory of the hydrogen yes. bomb and he was like well fuck it let's go that route. i want to keep working on it. and he he allowed him to be a part of it because he kept trying to quit too and he winded up saying like hey you want to work on the hydrogen bomb work on the hydrogen bomb like we're gonna work on the atomic bomb and he saw like the the problems because like hydrogen bomb yes is fucking way stronger than the atomic bomb yeah well, and, well that was his point is he was like the, our targets in japan are too small for something there's no need yeah to drop a hydrogen it's like overkill bomb. Yeah. well that's that was his point yeah and it's I think like he was kind of doing that to be like hey look because it, this is how it starts we figure this out then it's the hydrogen bomb then it's like thermal fucking plasma bomb and then from there it's like and death of the earth I'm bomb gonna, like i'm gonna squash this right now i see a lot of things like and here's the thing that it was a terrible thing that they dropped the atomic bomb, but everyone's like, America didn't have to do that to Japan. But you don't yes, realize right. that Japan, and this is the crazy thing, and even they said it, they wouldn't have given up ever. You're talking about people who's in their culture was to like literally senpukai themselves, like kill themselves, mm-hmm. and like they're crashing their planes and fucking like killing other people. And then people are like, well, you didn't have to do that. It's like, yeah, that war would have went on forever. Well, not even that. That wasn't really, and that's a big theme in this whole movie is the the ethical and moral struggle of being like, what we're doing is it's incredible as far as like what we're accomplishing. Like we're creating yes. something of such crazy power that the earth has never seen before. Mankind has never seen before. Right. But then there's also that like, with great power comes great responsibility. You're also creating something that is such a demonstration of strength and power that it's like you now have to kill and you're, you're wiping well, out lives like that. But, but his point was, and he says this to him, he's like, 
the reason why we had to do it is because if we else. didn't do it, somebody else would have, and it was better for us to flex the power than to have Nazi Germany they, do it, which is the whole reason they did it. I, I don't know who said I don't know who which said you got to agree with them on that. It is it is true, but here's the thing: I don't know who said it, and I know I saw it somewhere. But it's like they said that during this time when we dropped that atomic bomb, we were ahead of everyone else, and everyone else that's had that kind of power throughout the world and throughout history would have taken over the world. And United States right. is the only person that I've ever, like, I'm not saying we're innocent by any means, but we've dropped, we dropped the atomic bomb. We could have fucking went around the world and took everything over. Mm -hmm. And what did the United States do? No, we went and went a peaceful way. And that's why I was like, we get a bad rep sometimes. Like, yeah, we, but that's we, what bred the cold war. And that was kind of what yeah, his, his yeah, friend was telling everything. him about is that he was like, yeah, you like, you're basically saying like, now that we all have our cards on the table, you we know you were working on this. We beat you to the punch. We already have it. We are. We know you're not going to stop your research. So unfortunately, now we have to have a, a, a common understanding amongst the world. That's why he said, like you know, the United Nations now has to get together and we have to police the world of being like, all right, we're the we're the motherfuckers bringing a gun to a knife fight. So like, let's yeah. all cooperate so that way it doesn't get nasty from well, here on out. Like cooperation now is necessary. And that's the fucked up part about uh, what's going on with him is because after it happens, he starts having like. Uh, second guesses and doubts about right. what happened and he says this stuff needs to be regulated and then what happens to his like they try to disbar and discredit him just to right. make sure that he doesn't have a voice because he did have a following he did have a backing and then if the united states government could discredit him then they would be able to like let's build as many fucking bombs as we want and it was it was overall all the scientists and everyone else that were like hey maybe we shouldn't have a certain amount of these or maybe we shouldn't go as crazy with right. these and you know and it's it sucks because it, this is what our own government like yes we're, we're good and everything but they will back they needed you. they will yeah they they will but they, did, they, you in a they wanted his brilliance they didn't want his individual mind they didn't yeah. want his opinions. and they also didn't want him and to it's stop. political yeah, yeah. just, so build, just they... build the toys for the kids to play with you know yeah. what i mean like and it, it's messed up. He's like a cowboy too. He's like in. Uh, he's the one that selects like New Mexico and everything like that. Yeah. But I, I do, I do love and his brother is a communist, or he was a like that was and that, that was and that's a, a huge contention. In well, it I too mean, as that well. is a humongous contention because again, you got to remember, like you know, the but communist he, was a, a legitimate threat to the United he, States. He believed so. in a, a communist United States, but not a communist like as in like Russia take us over. He, well, yeah, yeah, that's that was the thing, and it's like, and it's still, it, <laughs> I think people still think about that all the time it's like uh yeah like well, a that's free what they country. push for and that's yeah. what a lot of people don't understand they want everything to be equal they don't want there to be any sort of like oh well there's upper class middle class and lower class and it's like it, it just it doesn't work that way i, I and mean it never will do you know what the lower class uh amount is nowadays you know what it like it used to be like you were like middle class you were making like i think it was like 80 to a hundred thousand dollars oh no middle or, class or you have to be like two like quarter of a million now dude it's like that. it's a hundred and sixty thousand yeah. dollars plus like mm -hmm. that's middle class i'm fucking poor dude <laughs> yeah. i was like thinking about that i was like yo each time i get money every single year i'm fucking i was like i'm doing better i'm doing better and then i'm like no i'm not i fucking suck dude like yeah and this is where they find out so he's basically just like hey i'm a brilliant mind i'm all i got all these people and then they run <laughs> he's, to he's running towards them like that like it. off the steps he trips hits his head and they're like 
he died, dude. <laughs> yeah. See, even right there, he found out that they were able to do nuclear fission, and he's yeah. like, it's not possible. And Because, again, this is all they do. They just sit around, they talk fucking science all day long. And, again, he's always had these theories of, like, what is possible. Yeah. And then here they're finding out, like, in... Uh, and he breaks it down on his... Using uranium. Too. And he's like, oh, shit. And then, like, again, somebody... It's like, that's all it takes is, like, somebody with the idea... And yeah. then right away, they're looking at the science of it. And right away, everybody's on board. They're like, we're going to build a bomb. Yeah. Hey, he instantly he instantly says it. And then I think, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about like, uh, I'll catch it up to it later. I don't yeah, fucking remember. Right there. And he's like, what are we all thinking about? And he said a bomb, Alvarez. Like, so even right there, because he knows it's that, it's such a demonstrate, just a fucking wah of power. Like they're just talking about. It's like the same way, like when electricity, like you tell me about electricity, you're like, you know how strong a hundred thousand volts is. It's yeah. like in his mind, his mind's just going crazy. Cause he's like the fucking power, the power yeah. and the science and they, they boil off and the atoms and the nucleus. And he's just fucking getting all hard. My, my favorite part of this movie too, is that, uh, he knows that the Germans have a scientist as well. And he's like, as long as he takes a wrong turn, will be ahead of them and then they There's find out yeah. they find out later on that he winded up taking the the german scientist winds up and taking wasted her, two years and yeah. wasted two years and they're like we're ahead like we like they're back to the drawing board like we're gonna we're gonna beat them to the yeah. punch and i liked how they did this all throughout the movie i don't know if you caught that where like certain things they cut all the audio yeah where yeah. it's just Killian Murphy and he's like giving a speech and he's talking and like you see people in the background they're all like clapping and applauding but it's star my, quiet my, and he's just like my favorite China's not yeah, too and, happy, and, eh? And it'll constant, it'll jump into him saying it, and I love. It's right after they drop the uh, bombs, and they have that little party, right? That's what talking, I'm talking about. And they're like, ah, and then you just hear him, and he's like, and we walked, and we did things that no one else could, and then they're like, and then you hear a slight eruption, but then it goes silent, and then yeah. it's like focusing it on him, and I like, I don't know, like I probably like as more movies have come out, Christopher Nolan's just like. Dude, he's killing it. Yeah, like, there's no... Like, if you think of top directors right now, like, he might be one of my favorites. Just, like, everything he puts out. It's like, I understand you have to be ready for this kind of movie. Like, you can't just be like, oh, like, all Christopher Nolan's movies, you, like, you go in being expected to be blown away. Like, there's never a Christopher Nolan movie where he's no, like, he... guy goes, clown falls over, trips over, pulls out knife, yeah. like, stabs kid. No, yeah, he fucks with your mind, like, really. Emily Blunt. And his cut, and his cut, yeah, dude. Emily so he gets married. She's like, oh, Emily you want to drop a still, bomb in me? He's still smashing the other chick who is like the communist. The communist yeah. She's like, read this fucking German literature. And she's like, well, I fuck. Yeah, she's like, like riding on him. He's like, I, 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 I don't know how to read. We can flag and do it. Play with titties, dude. Yeah, and they keep doing that cuts of like all the weird molecules and shit. Go ahead, war. Get in here, you little bastard. Did you know, in order for the black and white sections of the movie to be shot in the same quality as the rest of the film, Kodak produced a limited supply of their double X black, white, and uh, black and white film stock seven uh, millimeter. This uh, film stock was chosen specifically for its heritage, and it was originally sold to photographers as super double X during World War II, and it was very popular with photo journalists of the era. Oh, that's cool. So they act, all the black and white shit with Robert Downey. They shot that on black and white film. Yeah, 
I could have swore it was a filter. See, that's yeah. fucking cool. I'm yeah, glad so. that they went the extra mile to do that. They're like, yeah, we're going fucking all the way with this. And it's and it was from the the, the time too. Yeah. So they reproduced it. Yeah, and I, I'm cool. guaranteeing that film. That's part of that hundred million dollar budget. They're like Robert Downey. You got to accept like you yeah. got to take a mill, dude. Like you got to take a mill. The film costs more than you do, but <laughs> the film was more than you do, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's how the, you could imagine. Instead of uh, Oppenheimer, it's Mike Dicka. <laughs> John Madden. <laughs> so what you're gonna do is like you're gonna put the molecules over you here. You sound like him. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! I thought that was fucking John Madden for a second. I was like, hey. Did you ever watch him, dude? John yeah. Madden was the best. Right you before said the quarterback's gonna go over here. Before he retired, though, it's like it, you see him like this. You would see someone talking to him like his co-host. Insert ex-co-host with John Madden mm -hmm. and the game's going on and he's like this you see his eyes and he's looking over at the guy but he had this thing where he would look like this like look at my face real quick Tom he would be like this like his eyes would like dash towards the he was so afraid to like miss a play or something and you'd see him and then what I hated the most though is like right near the end. He's like the quarterback. What he wants to do is after he gets the ball, he's like he wants to throw it. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That is the basic explanation of fucking. That's exactly <laughs> what he wants running back to do. wants to run, receiver wants to catch. You're like, yes, Madden, go ahead, yes, keep Madden. going. See, I got her mixed up. So uh, Florence Pugh, she's the one that part that plays yeah. um Jean, his yeah. like side piece girlfriend, the one that like kills herself. I thought she was the one that was in that new uh, Mila Kunis movie that I told you about, Luckiest Girl Alive. Like I didn't she's, see it, yeah. She's like the survivor of like a school shooting type of a thing. Okay. So they keep doing these weird like flashbacks of like when she was like in this like prep school type of thing. Yeah. And I thought she was the young actress that played like a young... It Mila wasn't her? Kunis. No, it wasn't her. It was somebody else. Yeah, so... Josh Hartnett's like, yes! I love that. I love that. Dude, he is great. He was in... Uh... He was in a movie, uh, TV show. It was only three seasons. It was like uh, Josh Hartnett, Penny, was? Penny Dreadful. Yeah, Josh. Oh Hartnett. right, I he remember was like the, that. He was yeah, like a werewolf, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, I love Josh Hartnett, and it's like, ever since like the faculty, dude. He was the fucking man. Yeah. And that's a movie that's coming up on his. Our list. He had an awesome cameo in Sin City. Remember? Yeah. In the very beginning and at yeah. the end. But yeah, like so, he's basically chewing up um, Oppenheimer because basically, again, like he's the not, communist party. The yeah, communist he's party. Like, he's you're got ruining like, everything. Yeah, and he's like, he's look, saying. they won't even let me tell you what the fuck is going on because like the university and like the institute knows that like you're mingling with people. Like he's we like, have I'm no like, hardcore Evans, but it's the same yeah. thing. It's like you know. They know he's somehow well, like they, they he's fucking they, they a wanted, communist. They, well, like, they wanted him part of the program, but they're like, "You're fucking like screwing your." He basically tells them, "Hey, they they wanted you a part of this, but they see that you have communist ties, and now they don't want to espionage even was a huge yeah, thing, and they don't want to accept you." And then what he says when he finally like because he's going through and he thinks that he's doing a better thing, and he thinks that he's being the brilliant person by accepting these parts and helping and funding the uh, Spanish American War or whatever the hell it is. He was donating money, to and this, then they tried yes. to. They, they did a game of semantics where they were like basically twisting it. it's the same way it's like if you donate let's just say you go into the 7-Eleven they have that little jar there that's like hey yeah. feed the kids in Africa and you throw like you know five dollars in there and then here you find out whoever's running that actual thing is like giving the money to the militia they're like yeah. you supported the fucking yeah. so, Nigerian you're like no actually I was just donating money this like, guy's in all of Christopher Nolan movies now too the fucking uh, Alden him no the other guy that writes the letter 
uh, he was like the paramedic uh, in like the uh, in the, the Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Or his name. he was a crazy person in the in the paramedic. Uh, yeah, in the ambulance. But what yeah, because Harvey's going to shoot him, and he's yeah. like all handcuffed, like giggling and shit. Well, what I was trying to say is though, is that as soon as he says that to uh, Oppenheimer, he instantly realizes he's like, shit, I am fucking everything up, and I want to be a part of this. I don't want to be left behind. And he's like. All right, I dropped everything, and he tells him he's like, "It's done. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm gonna shoot and fly straight because he wanted to contribute a part of this, and he knew he as soon as he said it to him, like, it's so funny that you can tell a smart person, like, you could be like, "Hey, man, you're fucking this up," and it doesn't hit them until like, so, like someone will come out and tell them, and they're like, "Shit, I am doing this wrong." Blah 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 blah. Let me change everything up so I can be included. Yeah. Like I do this to Mason too. Mason's like he's smart, and then other times I'm like, he, you're, I was like, you're dumb at the same time. Like, yeah. And again, and like, because he was just doing that whole little scene right there where he had to go in front of everybody, and he was basically they were talking about the isotopes and stuff. And yeah. again, they're just they're wary to like, you know, okay, you're you involved in this project. You're like, you know, doing all this stuff. There's like suspicion of espionage because right. of your ties and like all this other bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Like that was the one little bit right there. Where I actually felt like he he kind of conveyed some of his uh like his charisma there, yeah. Because he was just like building a, like an atomic bomb with a beer bottle. You can do it. In fact, you did. And he's like kind of because that was like a hundred percent Tommy Shelby. He there's, was tapping into. There's two fucked up things too. He's like he gives uh his kid away. He gives his kid away pretty much. But the the other guy was like pretty much. He's like. I know how important this is, and like you know what I mean. Like he's a he, communist, right? This guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, yeah, because he ends up something happens to him later. I forget. But yeah, so pretty much he he just like pretty much abandons his kid, and then the other fucked up thing is is when they're creating the like Trinity explosion when they're first doing that, they did not know if it was going to destroy the entire fucking world. Yeah, because they didn't know if it was going to cause a chain reaction. And close to zero percent. Yeah, and he's like close he's, he's to, clo- yeah, <laughs> close to, and close like, to. could you imagine dropping that and like not having the uh, the entire idea of what it's actually going to do? Yeah, like well, that's a slight the whole percentage. Point. Yeah, but that's the whole a point. Slight, they they said that same thing in Zern when we uh, started the hydrogen collider. Mm-hmm. There's like a rumor going around, and uh, not to go too off point, but like they're saying that when we first fired that and split that atom the way we did, they said that we ch- uh, might have thrown ourselves into a like different reality back when that happened so like when that happened and they split it that's why they say like you'll have the mandela effect like i remember it being like this and they said that we threw our entire selves into another reality once we split that yeah Yeah. so like the hydrogen collider that's what they were saying and i was like ah in a far out way if you think about it too much you're like ah 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 just like swallowing god oh yeah dude it's fucking tries you know and then matt damon comes walking in and he's he's, like, he's good in this too dude yeah. like i would say uh like i know we rated at the end but the acting was like a tier dude yeah like, he played a really good military he well he's a he's a colonel here he eventually becomes the general and that's why he said he's like why do you want to be on this project and he was like uh he makes some he, sort of joke about him he's like oh you're such a smart scientist but you never won the nobel peace prize and he's like well that's why i'm doing this project and he's yeah. like you ever think you'll make general? He's like, that's exactly why I'm doing this prize. So it's yeah. like, they both want to gain it's validation there. He says the Nobel Peace Prize. He's like, you think you can make that for a bomb? And he's like, actually, the Nobel, he invented dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, right he's like, yeah. Yeah. 
And, this will uh, make, perhaps this will give me the same luck. That's what he said. Invented dynamite. Uh, Alfred Nobel. Uh, Alfred no, uh, Nobel. Yeah, he's like, he got it for inventing dynamite. So it's like, oh, shit. Like, you can get the... Uh, you know who else got a Nobel Peace Prize that I was upset with? Who Who do you think got a Nobel Peace Prize oh, that didn't shit. deserve it? Duracell? I don't know. Uh, Obama? For what? He got a... What do you invent? The, look it up. He what? got a Nobel Peace Prize. And it, it like you're gonna be like, what did he do? And you'll be like, why did he get it? What, and for it's public speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm the I greatest got, public speaker we've ever I got, seen. I got I got the Nobel Peace Prize for fucking your mom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you know the Trinity detonation scene uses a combination of practical effects and digital uh, composition? Uh, multiple explosions were performed practically with a hybrid of gasoline, propane, aluminum, and uh, magnesium substances, substances involving big uh, miniatures. These were filmed at high speeds from multiple angles and then layered to digital effects to create the iconic mushroom cloud. Mm. I was waiting for that for that explosion i'm like i want to see the big fucking cloud do you know you know what's funny about this so you know how this came out in the uh theater and it was around the same time as barbie oh with uh they would they would would say like barbenheimen or barbenheimer or oppen barbie or whatever the fuck but so when uh i heard this from a lot of different people you they were went to go see the barbie movie and this would be playing at the same time and they were like you could tell exactly when that trinity explosion because it's like you just heard from the fucking speakers in the imax like <gasps> yeah I'm like dude and they were like right in the middle of barbie could you imagine like yeah. they're fucking jumping around mm, wearing all mm, pink like mm. yeah and then you just hear a giant explosion right but I like how he picks it. He's like, you know, it's my hometown. Like, and he's like, uh, when he builds Los Alamos, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, look at it. There's nothing for like a hundred miles all around. And he's like, yeah, except for those Native Americans over yeah. there. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, get those fucking guys out of here! Get Can we those push? fucking savages out of here! <laughs> Shoot them! Hey, why don't you go skin another motherfucking <laughs> guy, dude? Get out of here! Yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking some coke and everything. But yeah, it it Pat Raxon cares, dude. And I bring this up all the time when you're watching like time pieces and everything. Like the amount of like cigarettes and where they were allowed to smoke. Is yeah. Oh yeah. Anywhere. Absolutely <clears throat> insane. And you're talking about scientists and everything, and that's the great thing. It's like you're supposed to have a brilliant mind, but you don't know that like tobacco is like killing you. There he is. There he is, Josh. Josh, Mister Sad Peck, dude. <laughs> he does look like a sad dog. Yeah, he's like his eyes. Who's like... the dog? <laughs> you know that fucking dog. Yeah, he's me. me. Oh, I forget his name. Droopy. Droopy. Is that yeah, his Droopy name? and Drippy. And me, Josh Peck. Yeah, I'm, I'm retarded. Nickelodeon doesn't love me anymore. Yeah. What, what was the What was the weird? The other one, Doug. Dan. Dan. What was the guy's Dane name? Tamarelli? No, the fucking weirdo that did like iCarly and everything. And they're like, it came out later on because he was like all producers of like Josh and Peck and all these Nickelodeon shows that he had like a foot fetish. And then like they sh- went back and like you watch like iCarly and they're like young teenage girls and they're like showing their feet and putting mustard all over it. And you know that dude's just fucking <laughs> whacking it, dude. Yeah, like in the fucking meal. corner. His name's Dan something, Dan Snyder. Maybe. I think I it's know. Dan Snyder. Like it's like a fat dude. And he was the dude from uh Good Burger where he's like, Ed that dude. Oh shit, I Where know he's the boss. Talking, he's got the he's real fat. Yeah. yeah. And he he's the weirdo. Loved it's feet. Like, yeah. So and it's the same thing with Tarantino when he did uh uh Till Dust Till Dawn. 
And he's like, yes, he he's a weird foot guy. And then he's like, yes, I'm going to write a movie where Samuel Hayek puts oh, her foot. The fu- into, oh, and then I'm going to cast myself as that fucking guy. <laughs> All right, go I'll for get, it, I'll Quentin. I'm going to Samuel, uh, Samuel Hayek. He's like, it's her dad, dude. I'm licking his foot, dude. <laughs> there you go. This is what I said to you before, just to reconfirm. Uh did you know Matt Damon was on break from acting as a promise to his wife with one condition? It would go on hold if Christopher Nolan called. As luck would have it, Christopher Nolan offered Matt Damon the role of Leslie Groves, and the break went on hold. Mm. Yes, even right there, he's having a conversation with him. He's like, we're creating something that mankind can't be trusted with. He's like, can we really, if we build this bomb and, it's, and it does what we think it's capable of doing, what are we like can we trust america and ourselves that's, and, that's, and he's like i don't know if we can but no we certainly know we can't trust the nazis with it so this is what it, it just became a race of being like it has to get done because we have to be not them. the cold war race but like another like race or nazi world. cannot become nuclear yeah you know what i mean that because if the they point. did they would just be dude we'd all be and there was there would German, be nothing dude. to stop we'd any. all be goose stepping yeah. when fucking and that and that's and that's the thing i i constantly like struggle with is like you have these brilliant minds and they design all these things like this. So they're like, oh, I can split this. I can uh, make an uh, atom, atomic bomb. After that point, your power is now gone. You've given that to lesser minds. Yeah. And lesser minds sometimes will just straight up pull a trigger or do things without thinking the whole thing through. Right. So yes, it was a race and everything. I, I would, I, I like it when she freaks out to Emily Blunt. She's like, "You shook his fucking you hand." Shook his fucking hand, and then at the end, he goes to like stick his hand out, and she just shoots him daggers. Like, fuck out of my face. Well, it's because it's like, dude, they, they literally when he gets this bar, he did self preservation. Is what it was. Is that he wanted to keep working on the hydrogen bomb. So he, in a roundabout way, had Cla- to say like, Kraus, yeah. yeah, he had to basically say like, Oppenheimer's a smart, brilliant guy. We would have never have accomplished what we wanted to do without him but as far as like if you're telling me if strauss or oppenheimer should be running the institute it should be strauss and it's because he wants to keep working on the hydrogen bomb so it's like he yeah. had to he basically just sold out yeah pretty pretty much and it, it sucks when did, you're... did you ever say that's funny f- photo of me sticking my tongue out yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's, Albert, you show me this every time I come here. He hands on the paper. He's like, this is a drawing of a penis with EA equals MC square. Would you le- fucking get over this? E equals you're a faggot. What the <laughs> Why the fuck do you keep doing this to me? I know Oppenheimer. He's a dickhead. Yeah. You'll ignite the atmosphere. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, he's like, pretty much in this conversation between them, and he's like, yeah, I could destroy the world. And he's like, so, uh, yeah, he probably could. Who knows? Like, I like how he doesn't, like, uh, talk him down or talk him up. Like, he's just saying, like, you know, as another brilliant mind to him, he's not, like, because well, they know discussion. it's capable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know it's capable of it. Why and not? and I think in a roundabout way, he uh, says the same thing too. He's like, you share and you share your findings with the Nazis. So like, neither side destroys the world. It's like he's telling them like, in a, in a way like it's uh, him discovering e equals M C square. He's saying that my burden is now like thrust upon the world and i if i never would have discovered it this none of this bad stuff would be going on right now how because how tempted do you think out of all this like intellect speaking how tempted do you think matt damon was like gonna snap into the will from goodwill hunting and he was like listen you understand how fucking easy all this is to make and he starts fucking (laughs) he's he's like a i'm just a i'm just a lonely colonel and then i saw an equation on the board and i just figured it out williams like who (laughs) yeah well here's the and the other thing too is like uh 
we make fun of Matt Damon and everything like that, and we go Matt Damon, and but dude, the man, the man's a good actor. Like he is good. Like, think about it. Like, he's not a bad actor. I mean, he was good in Goodwill Hunting. I'm trying to think of what else he did. Um, I mean, he had a really small role. Born. I see. I didn't see any of the Born yeah, Identity. I heard he's really good in that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like we uh... give we give the guy a bad rep, and he he was in a lot of movies, and even in like the Kevin Smith cameos that he does, he's funny in it, dude. Like Scotty doesn't know. That's really yeah, funny. yeah. <laughs> Scotty you does Euro know. trip. That's what yeah. you pulled out of the fucking pocket. Oh, it's so Scotty odd to see. It. No, that be Una and me do yeah. it in my van every I'm Sunday. I think what else like, he did. That's like uh, was the Born Identity. He did your he did your mom. He sure did. Yeah, Matt Damon's like, guess what? I'm in your mom again, and she's loving it. I act like a fucking smart guy, and I draw on her titties mm-hmm. with a pair of chalk like it's the fucking whiteboard. And I love how his wife chumps the fuck out of Jason Clark when he starts cross-examining oh, her. Dude. And she just takes him to the turf, and he well, has she's no like, idea. She's like, she's like, no, I just didn't like your answer, 17, 17 years ago. 18. Yeah, she ago. just keeps fucking with him. Yeah, yeah, dude. She's I was, fucking with him so hard, and he's getting all mad. He's getting all flustered. That, that, I think that might have been... Like uh, stacked up, I think that might have been one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's because like the instant turn, because it seems like she's getting frazzled at a one point, and then it's like he's even he says it. He's like, "She's my rock." She's like, "No matter what, what we what we've been through," and it's like you see her start to like worry and like pausing on the answers, and then when that happens, it's like almost like a a curtains lifted, and it's like a different fucking person. Yeah, she just base it's like mental jujitsu the way he yeah. keeps trying to corner her in questions, and she just sneakily fucking flips it on him because that was he was like, "You were a communist," and she's like, "I was." At one point in time, and he's like, do you still believe in the ideals? And she's like, well, I believe that, you know, I was a communism in America, and then there's communism in Russia, and now I'm smart enough to realize they're one and the same. And the guy's like, yeah. uh, uh, like, uh, the yeah. way he gets all fucking yeah. flustered, she's so, just fucking... You were talking about Matt Damon, and you Matt actually Damon. you brought up with Christian Bale, he's actually in Ford vs. Ferrari. There you go. He's in there. He's in The Martian. I don't know if you've seen The Martian. Oh, right. It is fucking... I'm still alive up here. Yeah, dude, he's yeah. like, I'm making potatoes out of my own poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking... That, I like that movie. Uh, let's go down this list. Oh, yeah, he's in Interstellar. Okay. Uh, love space, huh? He's in <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it's a small cameo. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven. The Departed. Oh, right. He did all the Ocean's Eleven movies. Departed, right. The Born uh, Identity, Supremacy. He was very good in that. I'll give him that. He was very good in There's the Departed. There's your movie, Eurotrip. The Adjustment. I don't know if you've seen that one. The Adjustment? But, so uh, he winds up... So if we we're talking about a bunch of other movies, I just want you to understand that there, there's a lot of scientific uh, mojo in here, and then they're building a scientific team. So uh, to go on with Matt Damon, though, with The Adjustment... It's like almost uh, he's walking through and living life, and it's almost like he's almost disgruntled, and he discovers that there's these people that cause like you to live out your life in a certain way. Everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and pretty much it's like let's just say it's like a movie and you have a director behind there, so they're the director, and but you can't see them, and you wind up. Uh, like oh this mint drops right here and I wind up reaching down for it and then someone trips over me and then like they discover, like a butterfly effect yeah, thing almost okay. like that but like he sees the people and he's like what the fuck is going on and in the entire movie he's fucking running from them because they're trying to readjust him back uh, into okay. his part so it's it's actually pretty decent yeah right here that's where he proposes the hydrogen because they said it'd be more dense more gravity. 
So basically, because that's what happens. Everything gets sucked inward into a split second, and then it just casts out. How about this? We split the uranium, but instead of... Hydrogen atoms. They they put water in there, I think is what it is, but he's like, or hydrogen. And he's like, how about this? We piss inside the Mm. bomb, and we drop those on the Japanese people. It's a piss bomb. It's a piss bomb. (laughs) Old (laughs) kefilte fish. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking bomb drops, and the person, they don't even die. And, you know, the smoke cloud of, like, their shadows left in certain spots. It's just... Piss everywhere, dude. Everyone's covered in fucking. And what was Strauss? Drip. His big gripe was is that he thought Oppenheimer turned everybody against him. Nah, he was humiliated by him. Uh, at one point, like during his lectures and the way he was, uh, I don't know the exact exact story, but he was pretty much humiliated from something right. Oppenheimer wrote or did. Because right here, they found they apparently they found out the Russians were doing an atomic test in the waters. So I mean, again, they they suspect. But, to, you know, everybody's yeah. out there theoretically all working towards the same thing. And that's why he's like, we can't confirm. All we know is that there was a, there was radiation tests in the water. And they're like, but why? What else would they be doing? Right. Yeah. So where the fuck were we? No. Basically, they're, now they're trying to figure out the logistics of like what they're trying to accomplish. So basically, because I think how it works is it's a small bomb inside of a big one. So it's like the small bomb has to detonate, which is gets all the molecules and atoms all in fucking and when they're building, when they're actually building that uh, and then the bomb he, yeah, and piecing that, piecing that together uh, from like, it almost looks like the round inside of an atom. You know, when you see the picture mm-hmm. of the atom and then it has the lines going through, like, it's almost like they're building that when they put the bomb together yeah. like, for the Trinity explosion. And then it's like all on top of all this, too. I also really appreciated this scene because Matt Damon just showed up again um, to basically Los Alamos to check in on him. He has to do all this work and he has to get like security clearance from the government, too. So he's asking to basically collect all this plutonium and all these ice. And it's like he has to keep going back to the government where they're like, oh, well, now we need to do this. I need to go to Chicago and do this. And they're like, you can't fucking leave. Like, yeah. what happens if you get kidnapped along the way? Like, we yeah. don't know who you're going to make And contact. that's what he says. It's a brilliant idea of, like... And I like that guy. I forgot to bring him up, dude. He was he's, in, um... He's in, he's in a lot of good movies, dude. He's, he's in Lawless. He plays cricket. Yeah, and he also... Isn't he, uh, I may be crippled, but I'll shoot you in your fucking face right Spider, now. The Spider-Man, the new... The second Amazing Spider-Man. He Is plays he the lizard Green, guy? Green Goblin. Oh, okay. Yeah, he plays, like, the re-advamped Green Goblin. But he's also in uh, that movie... With the camera. Where he's got the special Earth yeah, powers yeah, yeah, or the yeah, alien yeah. powers. Yeah, and it's it, that's the one you did. Yeah. It's hard to say what it is. <laughs> and I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, well, he does like the car thing, and he like pushes it. Because they, what is it? It's him, the black kid, and the other, and his cousin find like an alien stone, right? And they get like the they ability get, to they, levitate and they stuff. Fly, and they, 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 well, they never explain what their abilities are. It's like they can fly and do all kinds of. But other he puts things on the fireman control. gear and he goes around and he's like fucking wrecking yeah. the city. Goes nuts and everything because like everyone pretty much betrays yeah. him. See, right there, he even suspects. He's like, there's a spy in Los Alamos because, look, how how do they – what is the coincidence that they're all working on the same shit we are? And he's like, there's no spy in here there was yeah. the whole fucking time. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to press You're that good. while you were talking. You're good, brother. But I meant to press it that time. How about this time? Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, did you know Albert Einstein is shown walking in the woods with uh, Kurt Grodell? The two of them actually did take uh, long walks together as friends uh, at the Institute for the Advanced Studies. Oh, so that's nice that they put actually put in like a real life fact. I, I love the uh, the realism is like yeah. where we were touching on it, where they just uh, the movie is very accurate. 
It's very accurate. Which is hard. And, and I'm not saying like the little small talking banner because no one knows exactly right. what was like said or, or like revamped. They just have the basic idea. And it's the people living because like at one point Oppenheimer winds up dying and you can't really tell his story after a certain point from his point How of they view. all didn't get cancer from all the radiation they were around is like amazing. Well, because I think they really understood uh, I think they understood the uh, gravity of the whole thing. Like, even when they, they test the bomb and everything, they have like glasses and everything. Like I like the one dude where he's fucking putting the uh, sunblock on. Yeah. He's like all over, like caking it on. Because he knew it was going to be bright. That's why. Yeah, bright. But is it going to burn your skin? I guess they didn't really know. They didn't know. Yeah. And that's why he's like, I'm not taking any fucking chances. But well, I, why would you, why no, would you I, sit out there? Not I, no, being I agree with you. Like, I don't know why they do this. And to me, it makes like zero sense because I told you, um, there's two things. So I love like real crime, true life stuff. Like, especially when they do like documentaries on things or they do movies like this, where it's like, it's an right. autobiography. Like I, I like the idea. It's like, okay, yeah, you're trying to tell a story. I don't understand why writers and like, producers in the studio just add in a bunch of fictitious shit because they always say that they were like oh some scenes have been dr uh, dramatized for like effect and like to me i feel like that oh i hate when i see that like for a good example um the big thing that's trending right now is that gypsy rose girl you know yeah. talk about yeah. well they have a show on prime that's called the act and it's basically all about you know the 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 whole thing the little girl's mom was doing about how she was telling her she was sick when she wasn't sick and she's yeah. basically like and but she it's killed like, her mom and everything right yeah. well that's the thing is that they will, you know, it, obviously in the, the show, they kind of show you and tell that story a certain way. But then, of course, like, you know, after things like this, like I like I told you, I'll kind of pause midway through and I kind of like like to look up some of the stuff. Yeah. And you realize, like, why they dramatically, like, changed a lot of... And a lot of it's, like, not be-all, end-all, like the earth is going to fall. But there's also, like, a humongous thing of being like, well, that's really inaccurate. Why are you portraying it that yeah. way? A lot of, and the, and the other thing I hate is when they're like based on true events. And then like you look up and it's like, yeah, about like 5% of what you said was like the actual truth. Right. So I understand. And, and that's, and that's different people. Some people want to be entertained and some people want the history. Of but it'd be like watching this and you find out like Los Alamos was like. Oppenheimer was black. No, like not even that. <laughs> no, but like, they'll be like, yeah, and Los Alamos was actually in Florida. Yeah. And you're like, well, then why did the movie have to say it was in New Mexico or Arizona? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And they're like, eh, it's just, you're like, no, explain to me why you did that. Yeah. That makes no sometimes, fucking sometimes sense. Sometimes people have, like, creative, like, and that that's the fucked up old Hollywood. You do that all the time. Like, you would have They a do script, it all the time. And it was like, they would be like, oh, this is how it is. And this, and then they would be like, well. Dragging the Bruce Lee story. He, yeah, what happens if you had, like, a talking dog? How about yeah. a talking dog? Would that but be you, cool? You've seen Dragging the Bruce yeah. Lee story. Yeah. In there, he has a secret underground fight where the guy cheap shots him and paralyzes him that never fucking happened yeah. in bruce lee's life ever yeah but it's like you, you know like why would you do that yeah it's 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 Dude, one it drives person. me nuts well, I, I can't stand that's, it and that's the thing that sucks is that one person with power sometimes in that kind of industry can make you see their way instead of the way it's intended to be and that's Dude, what... it's an autobiography about a guy's life that's like me all of a sudden being like yeah i was uh i was on fucking flight 57 and i i fucking dove out before it's, they fucking hit the tower and they're like yeah that never happened i'm like yeah but it's more dramatic effect. like it's, but it's you like, realize you're really yeah. really fucking you're just, throwing a major wrench in things it's like yeah okay dude like it's like blood sport the kumite he's like yeah i, I never i never was beaten 
No, I, that, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's one thing when one guy's bullshitting, but like I said, yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, Bruce Lee had some secret underground fight with a guy, and the guy kicked yeah. him in his back, and that's how he got paralyzed. It's like, yeah. no, yeah. that not, not even close. Didn't, like, that ha- didn't that happen to Batman, too? Didn't Bane do that? Yeah, it's, a, it's just like, I don't get it. I, don't I like how he constantly meets up with this bitch. He gives too. her flowers, and yeah. she's like, stop bringing me flowers. I do not want flowers. I want that dick. She's like, I want that big radiation dick. It glows in the yeah, dark. Give me that mushroom head. <laughs> dude, I love the parts where they're just sitting naked, dude. It's just like, yep. That's how I do it. Yeah, is that how you do it? Like in an armchair? Yeah, legs folded like a weirdo. <laughs> my, <laughs> my ass sweat soaking into the fabrics. <laughs> dude, do you, ever, do you ever think about that? Like, I think about that constantly. Like, oh, I'm going to go sit in a place where someone may have been naked or and or like had juices somewhere <laughs> juices yeah like dude this couch you gave to me right yeah, he did get really scared i gave you i gave you this couch or i found and this I'm couch like, for oh, you, and then you fucking... gave it back to me and then i was like oh tommy could have been like butt ass naked just going to town on this couch and then i sit on it and then i fall asleep and i like wake up and i'm like licking the fucking thing and i'm like oh juices juices, juices. Put those nipples right in my that mouth. Was, yeah, <laughs> especially when he's like confessing in front of that whole panel about like how he met up with her and all this other stuff. And his wife is like, what, like envisioning her fucking him while, while giving right in the his. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine trying to do that too? And I, th- I didn't think about that till now. It's like everyone else is in the room, and I would just be like, like Ash. It, I know it's Stop supposed fucking. to be. Assumed. Yeah. No. Like the other guys over there. It's like in her mind that's supposed to be happening, but. As they're shooting it, like she's really on top of him doing that kind of stuff, and every other actor in the room's got to be like this, like yes, seriously, uh, interrogating this guy (laughs) as he's like getting like a naked booty chick all over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Jason Clark's got to keep like the scowl on him. Yeah, yeah. You got to be like super. The chick's like doing the whole fucking cowgirl move on him. Yeah, and he's got. He's like yes. We met up on the 4th of, would, Ju- of, of September, and he's like, hmm. I would <laughs> instantly fail as an actor her sometimes, ass, Her dude. tan ass just going up and down. Do you ever do you ever remember that, like, fucking uh, during, like, when you were filming or anything like that? It's just like you could not get it out sometimes. Like Get what out? Like, like you were supposed to, like, okay, I want to finish this scene, like, when we were filming with your brother. And oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, I'm trying to film it. And then, like, it was, like, me and you, like, in, like, Below Man. We were fucking, right. like, just constantly looking at each other at one point and just cracking up. And I was like, da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, yeah. And it's like, it was back and forth. And then you would do something, and I'm like, dude, we are Baby. never going to get this done. Yeah. That happened once for, uh, same thing, I was doing a school project. For, it was for a film class too, and Steve was actually with me, and it was the same thing where basically it was supposed to be like a like a shitty Pulp Fiction knockoff, where basically he was supposed to be like watching like like a prisoner chick type of thing, and he accidentally killed her. Yeah. So he's basically going to bury her body in the woods, and he was like calling up like one of his friends to come help him, and I show up instead, and I'm supposed to be like the guy of like you know somebody. So he's like, he had this whole thing where I had the camera set up on a tripod or tripod and he's like sitting in his car and he's supposed to turn and realize it's me and do like a whole like, what the, and we both look at each other. We must have, like, every time we locked eyes, <laughs> we just started fucking laughing. I have the footage somewhere. It literally did like 25 takes of it because Steve would turn like this. He'd be like, <laughs> like already with a grin on his face. I'm like, dude, I can't. He's awesome too, this guy. Oh yeah, he's and, and it's true. His story, he like he was brutal, dude. Like, guy was a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Well, he was all about sniffing. Yeah, he was about sniffing out all the spies. And he shit. tortured the shit out of people, dude. Like, hey. I'm trying to remember his fucking name. Uh, I don't. Dude, I'm telling you, there's so many people. Pash. 
did. Did you know Christopher Nolan uh, deliberately cast recognizable names in all the major roles to help the audience uh, differentiate between the different characters? I'm sorry, I missed that because I was reading the subtitle. Sorry. That's the rewind. Go ahead, War. Did you know Christopher Nolan deliberately cast recognizable names in all the major roles to help the audience differentiate between the characters? Smart. Me, me or the robot? You. Oh, thanks, dude. I was always hoping you'd fucking say something nice about me. Yeah, and that's... I Come to think of it, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, again, I remember Truman because I was just like, oh, shit, Gary Oldman's so fucking cool. Like, I, But you're right. He did kind of place people in specific spots. So you'd be like, okay, the, this is a tentpole character. Here's the difference, though. It's like, I think it's... Uh, uh, Gary Oldman and... Uh, what's so what's the other dude's name that played Lincoln, dude? David Day-Lewis? D- David... D- dude. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Sometimes when I see them, I don't even know it's them sometimes. It's, it's like the they are so fucking good, dude, that you're just like, that's Abraham Lincoln. They dug that motherfucker up and pretty much like we're like, yep, four score and seven years ago. Get your ass out there. Here's see, some a- people have the exact opposite effect. Like, I'll agree with you on that. Like, Daniel Day-Lewis can do that really well. I think Samuel L. Jackson does that really well. Yeah, where another great. He just makes me forget it's him and yeah. he'll play, like, Mace Windu when Mace, he plays. Mace Windu when he plays fucking, uh, what's his name? Nick Fury. He plays uh, in... Uh, What's the fucking movie with Eggsy where they're the uh he's like a bad guy in it and they're fucking going around like the Secret Service? The Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah. Kingsman. He's like he and he plays he could play a good guy, he could play a bad guy, yeah. he could do anything, and it's like it's another thing. You're yeah. like Major Marquez in the yeah. hateful eight dude, he's so good. I forget it's him, and I'm like, that's Sam Jackson. I keep forgetting it's him, even with yeah. the voice and everything. But then I also say, like, some people have the exact opposite problem. See, like somebody like Denzel, no matter what role he does, I'm like, it's Denzel Washington. I can't you yeah. know what I mean? I did he's like the him. equalizer. Was it man he's on fire? the bone collector. Man on fire. Yeah, though. it's yeah. because he's just he's so he was good in American Gangster. He played a kind of different but role. I, in that. I agree. Yeah. He was really good in that, but still, yeah. it's still he just yeah. It's like he do, he you constantly get thrown back into it where you're like, oh no no that is him. And then other times I'm like I'm forgetting I'm watching someone act. Yeah, I think Robert De Niro is another one. No matter what he does, I'm just like it's De Niro. Yeah, I, I, I see. Everyone, everyone loves Robert De Niro. I am the exact opposite. He's I am not. Good. I'm not a Robert De Niro fan. I'm not an Al Pacino. What's the thing with the marbles in the glass? That's how much they're stockpiling. I think that's no, just to represent. I, don't th- I think it's how close they are to the end game. How much how, when they throw those in there? I think it's uh, when the glass is full. That's when you're accomplished like what they're there okay. to do because he i know he kept saying they have like the big fish bowl and then he has like a wine glass and he keeps putting marbles in it i'm like that's either how much they're accumulating of the materials that they need which is again that's another thing it's like they what they say it took three years yeah three years and like a hundred billion dollars i think it's like they said yeah. back, and back then they're like what that what that hundred billion dollars really cost like they're like jesus fucking christ dude and then again if one thing went wrong for the testing or something like that like they were saying with the rain yeah. he was like are we sure it's gonna ignite and they'll go and guy was like i'll bet you one month of my salary versus 10 bucks i promise you it'll ignite and like i he, love it i love when the bomb th- tests- he says that to me he's like this is three years of work you're talking about and he's like we're gonna test that dawn. You're like, dude, I love you it. Better hope you're fucking right, man. When he bets him and then the bomb successfully goes off, and he's like this, he's like, "Hey, that's my ten dollars. Do you have yeah. my ten dollars?" Yeah, he's like, "Shut the fuck up, dude." <laughs> I would have said the same thing. Yeah. yeah, right there. That's where he told him he was like, "We found out the Nazis took a wrong turn, 
So and they're all happy. We're, we're back shit, ahead like, now. Yeah, and because guess it, you weren't so smart there. Yeah, Hitler, 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 and Hitler, Hitler, Schmick and Marcus Bernstein. Yeah, Mick and McMacken fucking killed the Jews. Like you fucking piece. It's of usually garbage. what anything that ends in Stein Berg. I like it's all Nazi. Yeah, I like the other one though, where it's like uh, you can tell a Nord because it's like uh, son at the end. Yeah, so it's like Ragnar son, like stuff like well, that. that. Same you thing with know. Polish. We almost ended up with those SKI yeah, names at the end: Janikowski, Nick Grzybowski, Kof- Grzybowski. Yeah. It's like I remember when I first started like dating Nick, and I was like, I gotta learn how to spell this last name. Blumpkinowski. <laughs> Blumpkinowski. How did you get that one? I constantly got sweet blowjobs while taking a shit. Uh, oh yeah, she killed herself. Yeah. His his fucking sweet. She flame. taking pills. She taken, and she thought about my penis the entire time. It was like a chain reaction. But then they do that, and you don't know if she really committed suicide or not. That's uh, why dude, I thought it was cool. To be to be honest, I would say that. Like to put the doubt because here's the thing is like when someone does commit suicide and everything like that, you'd like to think that they did not do it and that like it would be easier if someone murdered them, to be honest. Yeah. If you think about that, like a lot like, of them do that. If you're like like that, I think that's going on in his head. He's like, oh, trying they to killed, think of it. They killed her because like uh, she was too strong or had like, you know, ties to somewhere else. And that's what he's making. He's making it feel better in his mind saying that she she died by a fucking yeah. drowning. That's how they got rid of uh, Jimmy Alpha. Pal, what, I always forget his name. The Indian guy from Harold and Kumar. What's his name? Cal Penn. Cal Penn. That's how they got rid of him off a of house because he left mid-show because he was like, I'm going to go fucking support Obama because I love Obama yeah, so he was much. In the house. And they were like, yeah, he was a suicide. And they did like a whole... In the su- arms of Angel. Yeah, they did like a whole suicide yeah. episode. I remember. Houses are like, yeah, well... He was probably killed, and they made it look like a suicide. And they were trying to tell him they were like, "That was the the big gas up at the end." Is that they were like, "Look, this happens with everybody that suffers from a friend or a family member that gets moved. Nobody ever sees the signs." And, and he's, he's like, like, "I don't know. I was looking. I, I would have seen the signs." And I they were take like, Vicodin. I my know. Knee hurts. Yeah, my <laughs> that was the best line you ever fucking. You're like, "I take Vicodin. My knee hurts." <laughs> it is true though. Like you. No, you said to... my knee hurts, and I'm addicted to drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the whole fucking show, though, dude. Like, and it's always it's always cancer. It always comes back to like, oh yeah. After all this crazy shit, you had a tumor in the back of your eye, and the person's like, that's why I can shoot fireballs. Yeah. <laughs> why do I have worms in my vision or something like that? He's like, because you ate pork three months ago, and the pork was served by, and it was mixed with dog meat, and you're just like, yeah. Uh, and you have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was this one, it was like a chef, and it was like, uh, they couldn't figure out what's wrong with him, and he's like, it's probably because you're diabetic. And it was like, fat, 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 like you're yeah, diabetic. I saw that. And then it, it's like, it winds up being some other disease, and he, when he goes to grab something he's like you don't have much strength in your hands do you and i that's remember yeah. and it like sparks to him and he's like well it looks like i'm not a fat piece of shit and he's like no you're still a fat piece yeah. of shit yeah. but you also have this wrong with you now yeah too. they found out it was like something else the, i thought your, like, your bones are made of butter your bones are made of butter <laughs> yeah so they're i mean it's really just to catch everybody up they're just going round and round and round about like you know everybody's like we're doing this the wrong way and they're you know again all the brilliant minds are kind of clashing and they're trying to figure out like how they're gonna you know they now know they're ahead. They got to put all their resources and shit, like, to, you know, and again, they're trying to talk about, like, do we branch off and pour resources into the H-bomb, or do we just stick to doing the atomic bomb type of a thing? But now they're worried that Russia is also 
working on something too. So it's like Nazi Germany, now the Russians and America are all like nuclear power. And like, at this point, technically, we're we're still allies with Russia too. Yeah, it's like it's like you have to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. But it's like they're they're keeping their friends even closer at this point. Did you know Christopher Nolan has said that his first encounter with the name Oppenheimer came via the lyrics of Sting's song Russians from his 1985 album The Dream of Blue Turtles? How can I save my little boy from Oppenheimer's deadly toy? Ooh. 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 What I hear when I hear that. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, you listened to some lyrics one time. Good for you. There's the guy you like. Yeah, he dude, he's he, he is good, dude. Like I'm telling you, like he's like a weirdo. And every every fucking movie that he plays in, it's like ah, it's there he is. Like yeah. he's got like dark souls, dark hair, and he always has that same look, like the hair pushed over, the cam over. Yeah, well, in, in this one, he's actually not crazy, you know. He's not. Tom, did you know? Did I know? <laughs> did you know? Uh, when Matt Damon read the, the script first presented to him by Christopher Nolan, he was flabbergasted to see that it was written in the first person, a format he had never seen before. The script was written in first person, like from Oppenheimer's point of view? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. He said he'd never seen it. He was flabbergasted that it didn't like. It wasn't like, oh, uh, Oppenheimer's seen this. It's like whatever he's seen, that's where it went. Oh, all right. So, so it, it kind of is almost written like we were talking about Fight Club, yeah. kind of written that way, like from Tyler Durden or the narrator. It makes point it, of view. it makes it it makes it a better movie in my personal opinion. It's like you don't find out certain parts of what's going on. It's like you know how behind the scenes you're like, oh, that's the fucking bad guy, and now he's like talking to him. And he's like, yes, uh, let's just say it's Oppenheimer. He's like, yes, Oppenheimer, you're the best friend I ever had, and they're shaking each other's hands. But behind the scenes, you see he's a bad guy. You don't find out. Until it's happening to him, oh, of what's what going saying. on? Yeah, I see there. what you're saying. Yeah, because it's not a narrative story. Betra- it's from yeah. a point of view perspective. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I I dig it too, dude. His cheekbones too. Hell yeah, dude. He's like, oh, we're theorists, yes. And then they're like, yeah. And then he just starts jerking off in front of everyone. They're like, Oppenheimer, stop! He's like, I'm about to drop a bomb, dude. Here it comes, dude. Here it comes. Not only in the Japanese, but all of you people have to watch it. They're like, pull up your pants, Oppenheimer. This is why you keep losing government contracts. It's the only thing I could think of. I have to jerk my penis off to think yeah, about the fucking the glass, equations. The equations. The, all the stuff's filled with marble, so now they're talking about... I love that look, too. I, I wouldn't think nowadays... What, the hat? I, I that, The back-in-the-day kind of look, where it's like the suit with the hat like that, like... It's almost like half cowboy, but like I fucking hate when people try to be a cowboy nowadays. They're trying to, they're they're desperately trying to bring that style back. You have to live in the time, like, dude. That's just not what it is. Well, anymore. I have a. There's a guy I work with. He he's a little bit. I mean, he for his age, he looks great, but I think he's like in his like late sixties, early seventies. One of the guys I work with. Huh. And he said that, too. He was like, you know, you don't see that no more. He's like, I remember as a kid, that was like a big thing. Like, you know, my dad, if you were like going anywhere in public, like you had to dress your best. Like you always had to look presentable. Like even if you had nowhere to go, like just wake up, perfect tie, have like your, your, 
you know, your suit ironed. I can get down with that to a certain And it's like, now I think about it, I'm just like, and you always hear people piss and moan about this generation people. I'm like, we do suck so bad. I'm like, I just, I fucking live in joggers and a fucking shirt. I think to the certain, to a certain point. Go months without shaving. I'm just like. Yeah, same thing. Like, I'll wake up one day and I'll have a clean shaven and then I'll have like a five o'clock or like, you know, it's, sometimes I go out and I'm like, oh, I have stains on my shirt the entire time. And it's like, there's things you don't realize, but I also, I relish the fact of that. Like it's, it's a lot of work to keep presentable the entire time. And I like to just be fucking lazy. Pride in your appearance, man. A lot of people don't I, give a shit. I no have both. I have both. So I'll have, I'll have. A no, story. you don't. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> slob. Could you imagine? You're like, you look like a piece of shit. You're not dressed. You have spaghetti sauce yeah. on your hoodie. Look right at now. your fingernails. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, and you know what? You know, you may have not brought that up. Look at my fingernails. They're perfect. Yeah, I don't. Look good, I don't fucking. I can't stand fingernails. Me neither. Yeah, I fucking either bite them down, which is a nervous habit, or I cut them off right away. And it's Melt like them. sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, that's a good picket now for like stickers and labels at work." And then at one point, I'm like, "Take that fucking nail." I just pop the hood of my car and I get the fucking radiator belt and I just, <laughs> <laughs> just like fucking like burn it down. No, yeah, the alternator belt. I'm like, just just sand that bitch down. Fucking bone on your finger. You're like, good. Yeah, yeah, that's enough right there. So you're telling me that Oppenheimer might be a goddamn Russian? He's a Nazi. He's a spy. Uh, so and this is where they're thinking of targets because they're like, look, we, we know the bomb. We, like, where basically, how many fucking people are we going to kill and strategically? Where in Japan are we going to drop this? Because at this point, Germany had already surrendered. So they're like, ah, shit, we can't. But we Japanese, can't. We can't fuck up the Nazis. Japanese but Japanese I'm glad. Here's the crazy thing: is that they dropped it on Japan, which is an island. In a way, so like, could you imagine? Oh, they're still fucked up over there. I know, but could you imagine how? Like, I'm not trying to like say it's not bad in Japan, but like, think about the surface area of Germany and all the countries around it. Mm-hmm. If that would have been dropped, like, look at look at uh, uh, the fucking Chernobyl. That's that wasn't even a mm-hmm. fucking bomb. That was just a fucking meltdown. That was somewhat that, averted. Well, that's and again, this brings us full circle to what I was talking about earlier, there's a show that I told you about that I really dig. It's called Zero Hour. Yeah. Where they do recreations of certain things, but the, they pride themselves on being like sh- like deadly fucking accurate. Like they don't dramatize anything. Right. That was one of the episodes was about the Chernobyl thing. And it's just, again, one arrogant doctor that didn't want to fucking, or scientist that didn't want to wait Right. And they kept telling him, like, we don't think this is a good idea. This isn't a good idea. And he, he wanted to meet some deadline. He wanted to be, he wanted there to be some big spectacle. I don't remember all, whoever that doctor was at the Chernobyl thing. And that whole fucking plant blew up because of that, because of one fucking guy and his arrogance and, and shit like that. And the the other thing is, is that the people that, like, uh, laid down their lives, like, the people that, like, knew the greater, the great of, like, what they needed to do. Like, there was, like, th- I think it was, like, four, three, four or five people that, like, literally, like, you see them like reenactment where they're jumping in the fucking tank and shit and like fucking shutting like shit down. And it's like, they're like fucking knowing they're going to die. It's better for me to die and I can save a few than to just go up with everybody. It's like what Morgan Freeman says. Morgan Freeman. Let me tell you that boy, you kill one to save a thousand. Mm -hmm. Fucking. I I, I can make fun of that movie. Did you send me that thing earlier with the family guy thing with Peter? 
It's like, don't just have one family. Have three families. Oh, no, but I know what you're talking about. Don't kill just Peter. Kill all your families. (laughs) Go to jail. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, don't do one push-up. Do ten push-ups. And he keeps going. It's like, don't just have one family. Have three families. And then ignore the first two families. (laughs) I love love the one uh, they cut to Peter Griffin. And he's like, he's like, ah, my other family. And you think he's going to be the husband, but he's the wife. Yeah. He's like, ah, like going around, like laughing and stuff. I'm like, this, this show is so stupid. But yet I'll keep watching it until yeah. I fucking die, dude. Now they're getting ready for testing. He brought his brother in who was, you know, same the thing. He, he had to like really fight for him to bring. Cause they were like, we know your brother fucks with like communists. He's basically saying like, he's waving the huge communist flag. He's like, not anymore. He got out of the club. <laughs> he's like, he's, he a, com- he's a communist. His... He comes in wearing like a Russian tracksuit. Like it's like in the shape of their flag and everything. Their colors. So did they, it was detonated on the ground or they dropped it from the tower. Cause that was the point. I'm pretty sure they they made it to where it would drop, like because they were gonna drop it with the B-52s. They said, yeah, and then they said that like it's too uh, for a test. It, it would be too sporadic. Like you don't know. Okay, what how happen. nervous would you be? Like right here. Oh, like, dude. like if this one asshole just doesn't have a good grip and he drops this thing like right here. Oh, dude, you're think and you're all fucking dead. <laughs> oh my god, there's pop rocks everywhere and cool. And one of them's like super tense too. I remember the one guy's like, "Harvey, to get the fuck out of here!" Like he was like. Yeah. Telling everybody well, get well, out. Uh, like, what they do is they set the bomb up on that. Uh, everybody out right there. That on like that almost like it's like a windmill or like the, the tower there, and they're all just down there, and it's like a storm. I'm like, get the fuck out of there, dude! Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna die. Yeah, because now they know they're real close. Yeah, it's like look at them. Like they're pulling it up like this little. It's like an oil tower or whatever the fuck it is, or a fireman's tower, and they're pulling it up, and they literally it looks like a cell tower. Yeah, well, the, well yeah. or like um. Some of them for a low aircraft, like an observation Yeah, tower. I think it's almost like a fire that used to have them where they would have firemen go up in the towers and wait, mm-hmm. and they would be able to be like, oh, yes, there's a fire, like 20 clicks to the left or something like that. And they... I'll call and tell you I shit the bed. I That's the code. <laughs> yeah. Bring the sheets in. Bring always. the sheets in, especially do not let Charles, our neighbor, see my shit stains on my <laughs> side of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Shouldn't was... have had that fucking... Well, I, that Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Here Bell's in Los Alamos, you're going to have to build me a Taco Bell. First, I designed the atom bomb. The second thing I did is I made Taco Bell. Op and Taco. Op and Taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's so good. That fucking look. Even his there. wife kind of knows, like, the magnitude of his work. She's like, yeah, you're literally about to change the entire fucking world. After dude. you drop that bomb, I want you to jizz. It's inside. like the guy who invented the gun, dude. It's like. Yeah. Back in the day when it was like all these fucking dorks and they're like, I got my you mean sword. The, you mean like the Chinese? They were like the first originators of it. They said they would shoot like rockets, like five. Like they got their five. sword and shit. And then dude just shows up like black. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking cap somebody. Could you imagine like that first, that, that guy's like, I have an invention. Let me show you what it is. And then someone's like this. It's like during World War One, they would do that charge and everything. And it's like they were still fighting off of horses and everything. And then they're like, yeah, that doesn't really work anymore. Watch. Because it's like not a single shot. And they're like, Mowing people down, they're like, bop, oh bop, bop, yeah, bop. the like, Browning and the Gatling gun yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're fucking done. Like it doesn't work that warfare. Like where they're like stand shoulder to shoulder, and it's been a pleasure with. Yeah. Uh, like I will die by your side. It's like you're gonna die, but you're not gonna be happy. I'm using you as a human fucking shield. I was. What was that? Uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, you ah! the fall will kill us both. Powers and he like tra- that part will make me cry to this day where he's, she's like, ha the fall will kill us both. And he's like, grabs her and then falls on top of her, dude. 
Yeah. And then <laughs> after he gets up, he's like, why won't you die? Because she's still yeah, fucking just, talking. Yeah, so right there, they're getting ready to do the test, but it's raining and it's storming really bad. And the guy's like... That's when he bets him $10. And back then... That, yeah, because he just said that. He was like, we can't afford to waste two years of plutonium on a dud. Yeah. So and like, he's like, dude, I'll bet you $10. They're like, that's a month's salary. Are you sure you want to do that, dude? Same thing. <laughs> I'm not worried about this. They're like, uh, yeah, Oppenheimer's friend, Charles over there. It's always Charles, but he's like, he's like, he has a gambling problem. He keeps losing everything. <laughs> he, the reason that the Soviets know is because he had, he gambled one night and he had to give them the secrets or they were going to fucking put the boots to him. I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you everything uh, about the bomb. Oppenheimer, he's white. They're like, yes, yes. We know who he is. He's a doctor. Okay. He's They're... really skinny. <laughs> <laughs> he smokes cigarettes. They're like, that's like a lot of people during this time. Obesity really isn't a thing. Only weirdos that were like, do you ever see that, the videos? What? Where they show uh, like around that time, like 1940s, like uh, school uh, physical tests. Oh, yeah. I and just everyone's saw a thing. Doing, they're like doing pull ups and everything like that. And then you're like, look at our kids and they're like, I have syrup on my shirt. Like, my hands are sticky. Like, we. This is oppressive. We are weaker, dude. Dude, we're pathetic. Yeah, we're, we are weaker as a fucking. Like, not just not just U.S., like, the na- like us as. Like, technology has made us little soft little babies. Men lost baby. their balls, yeah. Keith. I wanna, men lost their balls. Dude, one day me and you should just go into the woods, sharpen some sticks, and be like, it's time. Yeah. And just fucking try Start to kill my own things, tribe. dude. Yeah, yeah. Our own tribe, one of us. Yeah, there's a because again, your your fucking social media develops that algorithm of things that you watch, so it just keeps sending you more content of shit that you find funny. So similar to that, I saw that. I saw that video. It's the old black and white of like fucking. They're JFK. all doing pull ups. Yeah, JFK's yeah. like, what got got it? And I was like, you know, you got the guys doing like all sorts. They're all physically fit and shit. Yeah. And then, like, a few videos later, it's, like, a movie. I didn't know. It looks like a movie or it's a TV show from Bill Burr. And there's, like, a kid crying on the ground. He's like, what's the matter, buddy? And he's like, oh, like Jordan pushed me down. He's like, all right, well, you know, when you roughhouse a little bit, you know, that happens a little bit. He's like, let me see. He's like, all right, that don't look too bad. He's like, rub a little bit of dirt on it. You'll be all right. And you hear, wow, you should really put some Neosporin on that. And he's like, what's that? And he's like, <laughs> he's like it's cut. You know, they say you should probably wash it, put some Neosporin on it. In fact, he's like, He's like, what are you like a, a real doctor? Are you one of these WebMD guys? He's like, no, it's just common knowledge, you know, keep a cut clean. He's like, hey, do me a favor, go back to drinking your hard seltzer. He's like, I'm not raising a pussy here, I'm raising a little man. He's like, now you can go home and write on Twitter about how you're the hero. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> and the guy's just staring at him like, he's like, go back to your hard seltzer, and you can tell everybody on Twitter later how you're the hero. Still, yeah. still one of the greatest comedians of our time, yeah. Bill Burr. Right here, this is where he's putting on the fucking sunblock. It, and it's shit. like it's straight up from fucking like Facebook style. Uh, what's his name from Facebook? Uh, what's that? What's the creator of Facebook? Zuckerberg. Tom. No, no, that's that's MySpace. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, Zuckerberg. Mark, yeah. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Well, he, did you ever see that picture where I said he was like a cyborg? He's like surfing, and like, dude, when I say the uh, the sunblock on his okay. face looks like his in the movie, it is like everyone was calling Zuckerberg a fucking like a weird android. They're like, this man isn't he real. Is. Yeah, I know. He really, he really isn't. This normal. whole scene was so intense where they're all laying down. It's like right before dawn, so it's still dark out. They're like, don't look at the fucking blast. Like, they're like, after everybody's wearing welder glasses and shit. And like, yeah, because they say after it, you can. You're, three yeah. years of work all comes down to this one moment. Look, look just, at <laughs> yeah. the amount of shit that he just put on his face. I like the people that are like, he's like, you should really put on glasses. They're like, 
it's a fucking special car here, dude. Like the uh, they had a tint on yeah, their it's fucking countdown. They're all in the bunker. They got the video camera going. They're gonna film the whole thing. Here, here you go. You didn't know this, did you? Did you know Christopher Nolan severed his relationship with Warner Brothers because he hated their release uh, patent, pattern for Tenet 2020 during COVID-19 pandemic, uh, i.e. a bare-bones theatrical release before it made its way simultaneously on the HBO Max. He took it to Universal instead, who readily agreed to push for its cinematic release. So Christopher Nolan hates Warner Brothers. Yeah. And even this yeah. guy's like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm coming out of the bunker. Oh, I want to watch really, from... Because really... they were like, what, three miles out? Yeah, and it's like three, two, one, and like just a fucking, and I like I like the uh, the effect of it, the light and everything like that. Like they blind, and they're like, make sure you look through your cue cards or something like that. Yeah, and just the amount, like they they can even see it. They're like, wow, look at, because at this point you have like certain bombs and everything, like nothing yeah. on this magnitude. That, there's that common thing where uh, a lot of artists have done this, where they show the mushroom cloud, but they yeah, skull that's, in it. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. I'm like, oh, it's so fucking cool, dude. And then the ring, fucking wow. Yeah. See, and that and that those ones where they had the different explosions, the close up ones are cool, and like I love seeing like the little sparks and everything feeding that fire and everything. But some of the explosions they cut in here. Like, not just the mushroom cloud, but before that, it's so weak looking. Like, there's a yeah. certain times where they cut to it, and you're like, yeah, it's like gasoline in a backyard. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, dude. Like, what the fuck is Oof. that? Yeah. Like, some of them are like, like that's intense, the mushroom cloud, but there was like one couple of cut scenes where that bomb's going off, and you're like, what the, what the fuck is that? Like, mm -hmm. what's going on? That's like not a fucking very there's iconic a, bomb there's explosion. The fucking backdraft blast or the ring or whatever. Yeah. After... So they all just got a fucking crazy dose of radiation, right? From the shockwave? Uh, I'm pretty sure to a certain degree. No, I think they're outside the blast zone. Like, oh, they're... it's the settling, right? You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's to a certain point. So I think they're far enough out that they didn't get the uh, radiation. So, I mean, they just used the only bomb they had for testing. So it's like, now you got to make another one. Well, it, it was the make sure it worked. You have to, like, you can't, like, here's So the what, they could build another one in, like, two days? Well, yeah. Well, now they have everything down because it's like, think about, like, making an airplane and then you, like, it's like, oh, that was successful. It flew, like, 20 yards. I'm going to fold it exactly the same way and do everything. I already did like the cooking the perfect casserole, yeah, but then I, you got to cook it again. Yeah, I already did the process, so therefore it becomes easier. It's almost like, oh, yeah, I wire a outlet in, and the first time it takes me 40 minutes because I'm worried. I'm worried about making mistakes. You want it to be perfect? The second time, I'm quicker, and then each time I do it, it's quicker. So that's that's the way they look at it. You already did it, therefore you We can. did it. We it's like it it's that stupid thing and i hate to go back to harry potter but he goes in that part where he saves he they have like a little necklace that sends them back in time and he's like he thought it was his dad that saved him and did a like a patronus charm patronus yeah patron expect patronuses but uh Specto he does that but he what he says is i knew i could do it because i already did it so it's like almost that same thing. Like you like put rape. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get you with that one. <laughs> I'm so good at rape, dude. Got the perfect system, man. I get away with it all the time, dude. She's swallowing. Uh, what are the fuck are they called? Roofies? Dude? No. Yeah. But what did they call it back in the day? There was like another name for it. Anesthetic? No. There's a fucking, there's a name for it. Uh. Date rape? 
No, dude, it's a, it's a different name. I can't remember it, dude. What the fuck is the other name for it where they were like... Uh, not, Mickey? It's not Roofied. It's not Mickey. It's not something like that. It's There's another name for it. And I, I, I'll I remember it, and I'll wind up texting you. I'll be so pissed because, like, if anyone does Slip listen to this, they're like, you stupid fucking idiot. It's this. Yeah. This is the date rape. I use it all the time. <laughs> I'm your number. I'm, I'm a person that listens to your podcast all the time, We're and pretty, I rape bitches while listening to you guys. We're pretty sure that happened to Dana last weekend. It was fucking crazy. We, uh, we went out, and... Oh, someone slipped something in her? I think so. Because we went out. We had, like, a normal night. And, like, I know her when, like, she's, like, over, like, when she's, like, Yeah, but did it go, did it jump to a certain point? No, that was the part that freaked me out is because, like, it was just, like, a, like, a regular normal night. And then she had work the next day. Was it you? And she was, well, she said that to me. She's, like, I really need you to be honest with me. Like, were you fucking around and, like thought like hey i'll get some shit we'll have some fun and i was like no why she's why like, would why would you why would anyone do that she like, was like, like she was freaked out she's like i'm telling you like i've i've drank before and i've never blacked out like so she's like i have no recollection after like said point i'm like and that's the weird thing like she gets like chinese eyes when she's real fucked up yeah and i'm like no like we came home and like you weren't staggering you weren't like mush mouth like nothing like right. i'm like you were actually very coherent so that freaks me and she's like and it was funny because a few times, like when we were just like sitting at the bar or whatever, like we had just quaaludes. Got... quaaludes, quaaludes. Oh my god! That Sorry. Finally hit you. <laughs> like I remember, I didn't mean to cut your, no, cut you're your fine. I remember off. like one time I I stepped out to go smoke a cigarette, and then I came back in, and there was like two dudes that were like near my seat, and she kind of got closer to me, like this dude's being weird over here, and then they left like shortly after, and she's like, "No, I'm telling you, like I know what it feels like to be hungover, like something's wrong." And then she was like asking, uh, she should have somebody, and all of a sudden she's like, I should have went to the hospital and like had them like test me. I'm like, well, it's probably out of your system by that point. But yeah, she was like, I know what it's like to be hungover and like fucked up. She's like, something happened. So she's been like super freaked out. There's monsters out there everywhere, and it's like who you have to trust and everything like that, dude. Thank God, I kept saying, I'm like, well, thank God I was there. Yeah, could you imagine if you weren't like, dude? It's like it's, it's like fucking scary, dude. Yeah, it's a fucking scary, and, and that's and that's the other thing. I was talking. What was I talking? I was talking to a lot of people, and I was like, "Yeah, you lock your doors and you do all this extra shit." I'm like, "Yeah, I do. I do my rounds because I was like, you never know. Yeah, you never know fucking crazy people and what they're gonna fucking do." Shut up. And Rupert. this is where they just found out that they dropped it on Hiroshima. And what was the other one? Te- technology. Uh, uh, Hiroshima and Hiroshima. Hiroshima. And then, no, uh, like, and this is that big speech he kept having a dream about because you can hear all the people's feet stomping and chattering, and he's basically got to go out there. Or was it like, Nagasaki? Hey, we just murdered thousands of people, but fucking yeah, woo! Like, yeah, what was it? Was it Nagasaki and, and Hiroshima? Hiroshima? Hiroshima was the first one, and then I think yeah, Nagasaki was the second one, or Hiroshima was it? I don't know. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, that's what it was. And because I, I think we just said Hiroshima and Hiroshima, and we're which like, are one of the, the same, same fucking thing. <laughs> fucking idiot! Fucking Who dropped a stupid bomb on you? <laughs> yeah, Nagasaki. That's it. They're and like, oh yeah, why don't we pick this nice little fishing town right here? <laughs> fucking really, just blow it into them. And don't worry, they won't get blinded by the light if you know what I mean. But that was kind of the point. He you, did that. He said that deliberately. You didn't hear no, me. I did. <laughs> but I, I was thinking, well, they kind of did that deliberately, is because they were like, hey, we want to demonstrate what this thing can do, but we're really not trying to fucking kill a ton of people. So like, that's why they picked those two places because they were like, you know, 
you're at, at most you're gonna maybe kill a hundred thousand. Like, there's a guy. There's a guy that beat me in cards in Nagasaki. You have <laughs> to drop that bomb there, dude. Did my still... ex girlfriend say she was leaving me to go be with that guy that lives in Hiroshima? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, uh, are you sure you should be the one picking these uh, these areas? Here's your part right yeah. here. And he's like, fuck the Nazis, or he says something cool. But I like the background how it's like shaking. Yeah. It took all the cells and all the. Geometry yeah. is well, because he he also realizes like he knew the entire time what he was building, and he knew that it would have consequences. And they they even say that in the movie like you were in love with power, like you wanted to be the man that did it. And he was and he says it. He's like, if I didn't do it, yeah, right there, someone else would have. Yeah, I wish we had it against the Germans. Yeah, and that was like the last thing he wants to get in there. And then the light, I love that where it's like saying like, and they start doing their little face melting a little bit with the skin and everything, and then the fallout. And yeah. they're all gone. All we are is dust in the wind, basically. All we are because that's gone. what it is. It's so hot that the the it basically melts you, right? Like if you're yeah. at like within the I don't I mean I don't, again I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know what the fuck it is, but that's basically what it does, right? It just burns you completely. Oh like, yeah, dude. From... They they still have they still have fucking places in Japan where they like they're like. Uh, just like history things and they, they were like there were shadows of people burned into, into the ground into the ground and walls it's like yeah they were just literally obliterated like it wasn't just like oh yes they're gone like and they're like charred bodies and like that but it was like they were just gone they were shadows so it is like terminator 2 where you're like ah, yeah against the fence. <laughs> fucking against it like your skin and then you turn into a skeleton ah. that dude's puking yeah fuck him he's a little baby why you got to puke like that, you little baby bitch We just boy. killed 3,000 people that I didn't even give a fuck about yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Robert Downey Jr.'s favorite film of his own, uh, when it premiered in Odin Lux, uh, Lichester Square in London, he said, just going to flat out say it, this is the best film I've ever been in. Yeah. And he's saying that over Iron Man. Dude, Gary Oldman's so fucking great. And dude, and dude. That's, and that's the thing that's crazy, like, that doesn't look like gary Ullman. no it doesn't look like him and he's like his not only does his body fit there like it just it, it's so crazy the transformation his body doesn't even look like gary Ullman's. like he's like wearing suits and shit like he personifies whoever he fucking plays yeah it's like it's it's it really is kind of like a lost art like to a certain degree it's like oh yeah i yeah. played this part and it's like i didn't originally when i first saw this movie i didn't know it was gary Ullman. Yeah, and that's where he's talking about because he's just like he now wants to be like, hey, I did invent something that gave us like tremendous power. I just want to make sure we're doing the right stuff with this. And he's like, you know, Russia is definitely going to do it. And right here, he's like, I don't think so because he gets the pol yeah. the political side of it. And he's like, no, no, they have very brilliant scientists. And he looks at him right there and he's like, basically like, I'm the motherfucker. Like it, yeah. in a roundabout yeah. way, he's like, dude, look, look how his whole demeanor changes. Look, yeah, he's like, sir, I got blood on my hands. Like the evil, yeah. He, and he's like, you're a crybaby. Like he's probably, if he would have won him over, what he would have did is just like, yes, I made the bomb. I did a good job. Like you know what I mean. Like we killed it. We did what we had to do. Yeah. But the problem is, it's like he's like fucking like like what have I done kind of thing. Like he's like I I don't know what to do yeah, with he's myself. Pissed. He's so pissed off by that gesture because he's just like here wipe your foot he's like i got blood on my hands and he's like don't wipe it off yeah <laughs> here you have an issue here's a tissue right look so cold and he's like you think anyone in harishima and nagasaki gives a fuck about who built the bomb yeah they only care about the motherfucker that dropped it it, that it was is me. it is true it's like they i did 
he Oppenheimer's remembered for the, his scientific mind on it, but like <laughs> you built the bomb, but you never would have had the means. That's to the drop tr- it. It's the truth, though. It really is. It's like you know, you don't care about who built the whatever. You care about who pulled the trigger, and it was him. And he's like, "Don't let that crybaby back in here again." <laughs> That's awesome. Did you know? Although they previously collaborated in five other movies, this is the first time Killian Murphy plays the lead in a Christopher Nolan movie. As a lead? Yeah. First time. Uh well yeah, I was gonna say Batman Di- begins. DiCaprio was kind of the lead in um, Inception. Inception. But I mean He was in Batman Begins. He played the Scarecrow in the first one. And didn't he do the Out of Time with Justin Timberlake? Isn't that a Nolan movie? Is that a Nolan movie? It might be. He was um, really he was really good in that too. Oh, here you go. How Gotta about this? learn to be first. Did you know? Six collaborations between Killian Murphy and Christopher Nolan after Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, Dunkirk. Uh, Murphy has appeared in more Nolan films than any other actor except for Sir Michael Caine, who appeared in seven or eight, if you count his vocal cameo in Dunkirk. Sir Michael Caine. Yeah, Sir Michael. We still remember you were in Jaws. What he was doing his Jaws four motherfucker. He was thrown away. It was the size of a tangerine. Some people just want to watch the world burn, Master Bruce. I was in the Bahamas flying a plane, Master Bruce, delivering laundry and a shark tried to eat me. He's, Apparently, if you mention that, that he was in, like, Jaws 4, he'll punch you in the face. Nah. He fucking hates that he did that movie, apparently. I, did I ever... Did I With ever Mario bring, Van Pebbles? Like, why? Did I ever bring that up on the pod when I met Tom Savini? I uh, I went and got his autograph. I still have it. You may have told me the story. Go ahead. And uh, I went up to him, and he was, like, kind of, like, eating a salad. And I was at, uh, was it Raw, like, the Comic-Con? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I come up to him, and, like, dude, no one's around him. Like, I'm like, dude, it's tom savini i was like i guess no one's like fucking over in this corner like well across from him is like ray park he's like i was darth maul and i'm like this is tom savini like one yeah. of the greatest special effects artists of our time and he's of just sitting time. yeah well you know there's there's greg nicotero is pretty good too oh you know I yeah. see what you're saying. but yeah, he's a study to... of tom savini but yeah, but what i'm but what i'm saying is is like i go up to him and i'm like uh, can I get your signature or something like that? And you know, you pay them like he was, he wasn't expensive. So I wasn't like, uh, against it. Cause I was like, ah, he's got to pay for it. And he had a picture of him. I was like, yeah, man, I left my movie at home. Children of the living dead. And he's like, and he looked at me and paused for a second. Cause it's like one of the worst movies ever fucking known to man. And he was just like, if you have it, throw it out or something like that. And I was like, crack it off, dude. I was like, I wish I would have busted that movie out for him to sign. Oh, he shit. would have been so pissed off. Like, same thing. He probably would have been like, I'm going to punch this dude in the face. Because like in that movie, I think he has like a whip. And he's like like cracking zombies with it and shit like that. Oh, I don't know. And there's like, there's a scene. And he wrote he wrote part of the movie. Oh, so there's Christ. like scenes where he's like fucking like kicking zombies in the head. There's like little kids. He's like throwing them down. It's so, there's a scene in it where he's just killing zombies. And it's like. All right, this is like five minutes so far, and he's like still just like throwing a whip, like shooting this one. <laughs> it's like still going on. You're like, all right, end it. Yeah. end it, yeah. All right, we got the point. You're a badass. Get to the next thing. <laughs> and also, isn't Tom Savini in uh, Dust Till Dawn? Yeah, Sex Machine. Uh, yeah, he has the fucking he has the, uh, the pistol. Yeah. I don't know what I've done. I've designed a bomb and I've killed a bunch of fucking. Ja- I was gonna say. Well, stuff. now he realizes that he's like, oh damn, like you know. And that's why they try to rip him down is because he tries to get reform. He tries to say, hey, this is too much power. Because, again, he wants to do the right thing morally and ethically. He wants to be like, I understand we had to build this bomb because if we didn't, somebody else would have. And it was better for us to be the ones 
to use it than in somebody else. But it's like, all right, well, now's our opportunity to show that we're good and we're ethical and this is there's no need for war right. anymore because we have this. Right. And basically the government's like pushing them out. They want to be like, nah, dude, you you had spies and you in your fucking uh, team and you know, we found yeah. out, you know, you fucking lied on your taxes. Like they're just like now they're just completely painting them with this like scarlet letter, so to speak. And then here you find out like Strauss was behind it like the whole time. And he was like, he fucking embarrassed me when he told me he didn't like my New England clam chowder recipe. So fuck this motherfucker. And then like, you know, he was the one that was like tipping off the FBI that like, A, like he's probably in cahoots with communists. Like, you know, Fuchs was a... a, And it was all, it was was all Krauss. It It was was all Krauss that fucking put it in motion. Or like, how did they get this? And he's still acting like his friend. And then he's the one that gave him up. And that's the most fucked up part And again, this all came out. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when you read about all this, like yep. you found out that this, well, because in this, that this, actual this dildo, when the when the scientist comes out, that was actually done. Like when he says, like, "Oh, this is by Krauss," and he's like, "Jealousy and blah blah blah." That was on the record, and they had that like conference and everything with it. Yeah, and that, I wanted to was... find the actual thing because I'm wondering. A lot of the times you won't find it. It's like more like recorded and like uh... we all know it was Strauss. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know the scenes from Robert Downey or from J. Robert Oppenheimer's perspective are in color and the scenes from Louis Strauss perspective are in black and white? I did not pick up on that. So that's pretty cool. See, I like stuff like that. So everything in Oppenheimer, when he's talking about his perspective is all in color. And when Strauss recalls it in the movie, it's in black and white. So that's why it does that cut back and forth. You shook his fucking hand. You jerked off his dick. You touched his cock meat. Yeah. <laughs> you kept he playing. just came out of the bathroom. He still had cock warm on his hand. <laughs> he, and you know he didn't wash his hands. You got his piss all over your hands there. Yeah, right there. It wasn't Nichols or Hoover. You gave the file to Borden's your Borden. guy. Is yeah. Borden. Even that name, you're just like, ugh. Like, fuck Lizzie you, dude. Borden. Fucking Borden. Here, you want, another, you want another fact? The first ever IMAX film partially shot in 65mm black and white celluloid. Th- is this film right here? Yeah. and uh, That looks pretty clean, though. Shot under the working title of Gadget, by the way. Oh, dude, it's, it's fucking super clean, dude. Like, I, I just want to know how much the film... Like, Even I, the rack focus on that's amazing. Look how his hands are blurry, but his fucking face is crystal clear. Oh, yeah, dude. It's fucking... And that was the whole point is that they had to discredit him and destroy him, but they didn't want to make him a martyr. And that's exactly how Oppenheimer flipped this is that it's like he had people that came out and were like, yeah, he got, totally got fucking sandbagged by this douchebag. And that's like the last thing Strauss wanted was like for him to, you know, oh, we'll, we'll do this and we'll do that. And this is how the crazy. The, we'll well, they talk about the they're like, uh, you know, I could be understanding that he was judged by like a jury of his own peers or some kind of thing, but he appoints the person that's like fucking integrating them. Yeah. So like, it's like, it's like, oh, okay. So like, they're because they they don't come out with that and say it, and then when he's it was a in witch there, hunt. yeah, when he was in the the meeting and that one guy comes out and says it about it, like, oh yeah, this is what's going on, appointed by Louis Strauss, and then they're like oh shit like what he exactly what he didn't want because he was always asking about who's next who's talking at these uh these meetings and who's gonna fucking testify and then yeah prosecutor and he's always trying to find out who it is but then but then you fucking that guy like lowers everything and fucking 
pretty much burns them. The gray board, I mean? that's what they are. So, like, all these guys sitting around, that's basically, it's a closed hearing where they're basically just asking them, like, they're trying to make it sound like, hey, we're we're just checking you out because we're not sure about your clearance, yeah. your security clearance, but, like, you know, you, you, you can you tell us about this and that and, like, blah, 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 and you got, like, all these people coming in that are basically sticking up for them, and then, like, you know, a couple people know, I'm here just to basically take a shit on this guy because I want to keep my shit, like... Yeah. And it's all been run by Robert Downey Jr. Did you know, according to multiple sources, uh, Cillian Murphy uh, restricted himself to one almond a day during parts of the filming in order to maintain Jay Oppenheimer's gaunt profile. One almond? One you could do fucking that. almond? Do it. I can do it. You, you can do anything. I mean, again, not just because he ate one almond doesn't mean he probably wasn't drinking like like vitamin water or something. Oh like my that. god. You know I mean? you, he would have to. There's no way he could be on set for twelve hours a day. No, it He'd didn't say faint, it didn't dude. say every day. He said during parts of the filming. Oh, okay. Some parts. Like it wasn't like every day. But during some parts of the thing he would just eat one almond. Could you imagine working all day and you're like, Yep, got the, the one thing I'm looking forward to is really my not gonna, almond. You, not one almond is really not gonna make that world a difference. Just don't eat anything at all. You know what I mean? I guess it's in a way. In a way, it's like you put something in your body. I guess something to break down. Yeah, but for all that, like I said, just put fucking electrolytes. He doesn't want to have some like water, a, so you don't yeah, faint. But, but he doesn't want an African boy's belly. You know when they don't eat, and <laughs> oh, <they're, I> <laughs> it's like I can't have any bloating. Look at look at Jay Oppenheimer. He's not skinny anymore. He's got that weird African bloating going on. <laughs> Someone give this guy a fucking uh, peanut butter and jelly. A for Snickers. Just, <laughs> for just a dollar a day, you could feed all these black kids. <laughs> for just a dollar a day, you can feed Robert. <laughs> for just one, one almond exactly. one almond that's it's like back in the day all this like, motherfucker gets you stupid bitch an almond doesn't cost a dollar there she is yeah so, Emily she, Blunt. so she actually helped him with this because she was like come on dude like fucking take the fight to him like you know you, you're smart enough figure this out like yeah because she's saying like you can't just uh take the high road she she always says that he instead of fighting or doing the the right thing or doing like what's what's what yeah do you see that the flickering it's the ghost it's the ghost inside us is that a, is that a fucking <laughs> yeah, it's my ghost inside here. <laughs> boris Paul. i was about to say i was like does that sound Microphone. familiar to you <laughs> and the funny thing is is that they find out that like the one main thing that they're basically interrogating him on they have a recording of the whole thing and his lawyer even says that he's like then what the fuck are we doing this for like you're and they're like oh well we just want to see how honest well, he's going to be with the answer and he's well, like then why, why ask me these questions? Well, he even like, says it. He's like, there's some things in this letter, and they're like, as it's part of, they already th like we already know. And, and they won't let his lawyer letter. listen to it. And they're like, well, no. Well, because it's nowadays, they're, they're not allowed to do things like this because, uh, do you, like, when you have... Entrapment. Yeah, well, not only that, but, like, if... If you have evidence of any sort, it is to be relayed to both parties so yeah, you have they can to. have an, a, a valid argument and some kind of defense against it. Witnesses, too. Like, you have yeah. to give somebody an opportunity to cross-examine witnesses and shit like that. That's why it's like, some lawyers are sneaky fucks like that. Like, they'll twist and do things a certain way. Did you know this, though? The casting of Josh Hartnett marks an interesting full circle moment as Hartnett was one of the three finalists to play Batman in Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins, but respectfully declined the role. Later on going to say he regretted the decision as he is a huge admirer of Nolan's work as a filmmaker and wished he could build a creative relationship with him. The film hit theaters in July 21st, 2023, which is Josh Hartnett's birthday. 
I wouldn't mind a Bruce Wayne, a Josh Hartnett as Bruce Wayne, Batman. Actually, uh, to, to be honest, like so, it's it's hard to I, say I'm, now. I'm so against it because Christian Bale did it. Like dude, he did it great, but I'm I'm yeah. trying to think of it now, and I'm like. A lot of people were on uh, what's his name Robert Pattinson, the new Batman. Do you ever do you see that one yet? I, I only saw clips of it. Yeah, so everyone likes that. Like he's like more of a brawler. Like he's like fucking getting hit, and he's like, bah, bah, and then fucking fight. It's like they have that. Remember it Batman? Like which, yeah, he would like get beat up, and it was like back and forth brawling, and like in. Uh, when Christian Bale was Batman, he's like, oh, I block it with this hand. I block it with this hand. Razor blades to your throat. Yeah. And it's like, it's like in, in the one with Chris, uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson, he's like getting fucking punched and just like, like he's not him. a perfect martial yeah. artist. Yeah. It's like he actually has to like take a bit of a beating. Yeah. See, I like real shit like that. Yeah. Though. Like a, like the brawl, the brawl style. Like, they're you, just they're gonna be talking for a while here. So he's like, turn you. around and eat the orange. Yeah, well, because it's a three hour movie. Just say, oh, oh, I forgot to put it back on my bed, dude. I no, forgot to good. have it on Facebook. Just forward. basically, no. It's like now they're making their last stand. So like his buddy went in there and basically said like he's an absolute loyal guy to the United States. He would never fucking put the country at risk of anything. Like this is an absolute joke. Like Borden's is basically in there doing as he's told. Like yeah, from, during from our Strauss, yeah. Basically, you know, that he's got to basically pretend like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing in there. And he's basically saying like, oh, yeah, like and even his lawyers like, yeah, they're railroading us. And this is where your guy shows up in front of that committee of people. And he's just like, this has all been a witch hunt from Strauss. And, you know, he, Strauss is all like, what the fuck is happening right now? Because he swore he had this whole thing under wraps because he's been masterminding this whole thing. So now right. he's like squirming in his chair. This dude's just like in front of everybody, too. He just he's a jealous fuck because we're the smart scientist and he couldn't control us and we're individual thinkers we basically told him to go fucking pound sand and he's all like <laughs> his dick just starts inverting i love i love this too this part where they're integrating uh integrating integrating oh my god sorry uh interrogating interrogating i got you baby where cakes, where you they're uh they're doing that to matt damon and then they're like uh would you clear them nowadays or something like that he's like no, but I actually wouldn't clear any of them. Like, they're all fucking... But he's like... And they're like... And then his lawyer rebuttal... Throws a rebuttal in there, and he's like, are you... like?" He's like, oh, no, no. I'm not testing the integrity or anything of Jay uh, Oppenheimer. He's like, to be honest, he's like, I trust him. He's like, I hope that didn't convey like that. He's like, this yeah. is just what I was saying. Like, I wrote in remarks, like, yeah, I wouldn't pass any of these people because of, like, espionage. Because they were but doing like, something special. But, but he said it to him, too. He's like, listen, I... You know, he's like, I throw this in there because this is actually what happened. But he's like, I still stand by him. Like, you know, yeah. I believe in him. And I like, he's like, it happens. At the, here's it, your scene right here. Yeah, because they were, they, they knew they were doing something special. So the circumstances don't apply. And that was the point he was trying to make. It's like every, how many times does coaches come out and they say like, in a million years, I would have never called that play, but I, I was feeling it in that moment. And Philly, I thought, Philly. Yeah. And they fucking called it and it yeah. worked. You know what I mean? It's the same way. Like, you know, they were, everyone was saying like, for that other Super Bowl, they're like, why the fuck wouldn't Seattle just walk in with Lynch? And they were like, they yeah. they were like, it was a moment thing. We were feeling it. We wanted to just put the game completely out of reach. Like, you know, oh, get, no, and it gets that, intercepted still, on the one yeah. yard line. And you're just like, but again, you, you go back to Philly special, Butler, like, yeah. you know, any fucking coach would have just kicked the field goal. But the, you know, Doug Peterson and Nick Foles were like, fuck it. We're going to do it. We're like, and I think even them would realize like, why the fuck did we do that? That was so dumb, but, but it, it was what, need, what we needed to do. And I, I think that's the point Matt Damon was trying to make is that like, yeah, I would have never gave any of these guys security clearance, but given that what we had, 
had to do at that time. It was World War II. Right. Nazi Germany was like looking like they were taking over the world. Like I, we had to do what was asked of us. So you know, yeah, we bent the rules a little bit. Now you're asking me in hindsight, would I do it again? Fuck no. Like you know, right. we got lucky that it worked the way that it did. You know, it's like that's the whole point he's trying to make. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. Oh, here, here comes Albert Einstein in his sweater. Did you know the real J. Robert Oppenheimer stood 5'11 and weighed an average of 128 pounds? Under the pressure of the Manhattan Project, his weight had dropped to 115 pounds. Oof. <laughs> it's yeah, like... This is where Robert Downey's losing his shit because he realized he lost. He's like, no, he's the fucking martyr. Yeah. He got what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, his little meltdown and his little freak out was like fucking great, dude. And I love that when he's questioning them and it's like the atomic bombs going off again. Yeah. And it's like he's trying to like uh, trying to explain certain things. And it's like they are pushing him so much. And the dude's like an asshole, like fucking yelling. At they him. were asking him, they're like, aren't you or were you not conflicted of what you were doing? He's like, absolutely. And that was the big thing he got to. He's like, because if we didn't, somebody else would have. And that was like the big thing of being like, of course, I was conflicted. I knew that this thing was going to murder yeah. hundreds of thousands yeah. of people and that like radiation was gonna fucking destroy the ecosystem and there would be these yeah. long lasting effects but like he was like it had to be done yeah here you go here's some things I'm just gonna throw these out here like cause uh movie's wrapping up uh, yeah. Christopher Nolan only needed three months to prep the film and he shot it in just 57 days yeah I don't know why so he's just uh, like Christopher Nolan built his own atomic bomb yeah <laughs> he did a real bomb and dropped it on Japan again just to see the effects uh Pretty much, did you know, pretty much the entire uh, cast, which included A-listers, respected veterans, signed on to just work with Christopher Nolan, despite some like Gary Ullman only appearing for one scene and taking hefty salary cuts. See, they were smart. That's how you do it, man. It's because everyone wants to work with uh, Christopher Nolan, dude. It's like this is pretty cool. He gets him right here as he's walking out. He's like, I told you, he turned all the scientists on me. Remember Einstein at the pond? Then he's like, did it ever occur to you, sir, that had nothing to do about you? Like, again, ego. Yeah. Just tells him, he's like, maybe they weren't even talking about you. Maybe they were talking about something far more important. And, and they like, weren't. And he Strauss doesn't get it. Like and he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't talking to you. Of course not. And they flash back to that. Like, every centered cunt they, on the world. Right just, after he said that, they cut to the scene, and he's, like, not even talking about that. He's like, it's pretty much what he was saying. It's your burden now. Like, yeah. you, you've you started the fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You started the fire, and you can't piss your way out of this one mm-hmm. off in Heimies. Heimies. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were like a German, is that what you would do as a German scientist? You just give everybody funny nicknames. Yeah, Einsteinies. <laughs> Albert Einsteinies. <laughs> Albert Einsteinies. Yeah, you just add an I E S to it. It fucking makes everything. It makes you sound like oh, a child. Oppenheimie. Yeah, it sound. It makes you sound like a child. Like I'm scaredies. Like you say stuff like that, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like it fucking. Look, it works. All super old though. When he's getting his, uh, he's giving him. He got him a medal. Yeah, like so. Yeah, he does look like shit. Here's wow. the part. Here's the part I was confused on. Did this actually happen, or did this happen in his mind? I think this really happened. I'd I'd have to look up Oppenheimer. I don't know. Yeah, because right they're all old as fuck, and he's like, huh. and then he goes, "Don't the shake his hand." He's like a little, and she's like, "Fuck you, pig." Yeah, she'd and be great like, if she like spit on him too. She wa- She said she wanted to. And she did that there. She was like swirling it around her, in her mouth, like she was thinking about it. Like, <laughs> Hulk a big lug, right? She's like, in his you shook his hand, dude. I would have fucking spit on him. And then, like right there, she was like, kind of like motherfucker. I got a good one. I got fucking lucky strikes, fucking phlegm coming out. 
Did you know the line by Harry S. Truman, don't you ever bring that crybaby back in here again, is historically factual. Truman did really say that to his staff after meeting J. Robert Oppenheimer, and he also mockingly handed him a handkerchief as he portrayed in the film. Reportedly, he added blood on his hands. Damn it, I have twice as much blood on mine. Yeah, because he was a fucking man and had to do what <laughs> needed to be done. It's like, dude... Oh, here you go. Just that that just happened where she didn't. The scene of Kitty Oppenheimer refusing to shake Edward Teller's hand after his negative testimony at the Oppenheimer security hearing happened in real life. Teller cried over Kitty's public rejection. That nah. cried like a little bitch. <laughs> but it's it's true. She though. wouldn't like, shake my hand. She wouldn't shake my hand because I betrayed her husband. It's like That's that, how he talks, right? He's like, let me tell you about this. Yeah, he's very. He has like that Zing Ramstein, like yeah. a year yes. goes. That's what it is. Let me tell you. But yeah, for a three hour some movie, dude, I like I said, I was locked in. The cast was phenomenal. Like I said, the only one thing I would knock it for a little bit, and again, I think I'm just spoiled as a Killian Murphy fan, is that right. I just felt like he kind of was like a little flat. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't like him. I. I. I and again, it's because I love him in Peaky Blinders, and that's why. I, I dis like. It's okay for me to disagree with you. I disagree. I loved him in it. I thought he was good. I like, and I'm a Killian Murphy fan. Like it just, and I, and I think I'm too close to it as well. Mm -hmm. But. I liked his performance. I liked the uh, sudden, like, blank stare-offs where they did, like, the special effects and everything where they cut in, like, lights, people's flesh melting and everything like that. Yeah. So I dug it on that other side, but I can understand why in certain, like, compared to other roles, why you didn't like it as much. Yeah. So, but, so what would you give it on the scale? Uh, it's a newer it's a newer movie. Uh, it's The things it has for it is Nolan did it. Uh, the cast is like absolutely outstanding. The visuals in it are pretty freaking great. Uh, I would go like I I'd want to watch it again, and even watching it again, you like you just pick up on certain things. So I'd go probably like a nine five. See, I'll, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm torn. I don't want to give it a full ten, so I'll agree with you. I'll do like the nine five, only because again, this is like right up my alley. Like I love a lot of like war, true life. As you get older, stuff you become a fucking. I dig it, <laughs> and then again for for a big story that's like you know the how the like the atomic bomb came around, the importance that it does play like in our world now. Yeah. It's like for them to tell a story like that, and it is very all like ooh the scientists and the engineers and the the math of it all. Like they make it very suspenseful and like I like I said I was locked in and I was dialed in and I kept getting pissed because I was watching this on my phone and then I had to keep pausing it to do certain things and then I was like trying to I'm do stuff I'm surprised you didn't log in on uh, like PlayStation or some shit like that well I was working too oh, and, okay. I, like, okay. and I kept getting annoyed because I was like I gotta go back I, like, I wanna and, watch this yeah. yeah and I kept doing that so like for me that just tells me everything I need to know as far as That's like how much I yeah. enjoyed it and like you said like it was one of those things I'm like shit I wanna go back and watch it again because now I kinda have it's like now you get a full grasp of something you kinda know know where things are going a it's lot it's like of fight club like, you can go yes. back and like cross the fucking t's but yeah and i there. loved the the cast in this is phenomenal i thought every nobody was like stupid like everybody yeah. gave a stellar performance and like the, nobody the, tried to outdo anybody like matt damon didn't it, all yeah. like out general yeah. his character like i thought everybody stayed in their lane and it was really good and i the more i think about it like and like you have all these other scenes i think like that scene with Emily Blunt where she's getting integrated might be my favorite part of the scene. Dude, she's so the favorite part of the movie. She's like so it's like it just it stood out to me more and it just like it kinda like certain times where like you watch movies and I know this is like the nerd thing to say, but it like grips you. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my god, like I'm like you ever watch a movie and it like 
you feel like you want to light the world on fire after it, like you want to change yourself yeah. you want to do certain things like that's like watching those certain scenes like that like you get that emotional uh attachment yeah i agree and i i would say that's probably my favorite part of the movie is when she's like sticking one she's pretty sticking good. up for her husband but yeah. then like this the performance she gives is pretty good yeah too. the way she just mind fucks jason clark and he's getting all frustrated yeah. and she's just completely cold and callous just and at that time like, when women didn't have as much power yeah she's got the power over him which is yeah. great and even he know oppenheimer knew it. he's like she's a rock she's got my back he knew she was gonna through. go in there and fuck yeah. that dude up like, yeah um, psychologically. Oppenheimies! Oppenheimies! Hey, Oppenheimer, how do you tie your shoes? It's Velcro. So, next, next week, week Rocky is three? Rocky 3. Gotcha. All right, I thought so. That's yeah. why I was just making sure. So, and this Our one... one-year anniversary, baby. Yeah, and this one's coming Valentine's out. Day's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to come out. This one's going to... I'm going to push this one because we were supposed to release it a couple of days yeah. ago. But I'm going to push this one quicker so we might have two episodes release in short succession so it might be this one and then i might i might just push the uh, rocky three just a little couple of days past do it and then we'll go back to like our normal schedule of uh, we have gladiator after that gladiator and then uh we'll get on to it what we're doing the week after we'll figure it out schedules are crazy right now but yeah and then i think uh i think steve's gonna join us on oh is he sweet when we do uh independence day Oh, sweet. Yeah, so, that'll all be good. Yeah. He's really good for that. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be fun. So, uh, yeah, we're right. pretty much I'm good. Get us out of here, man. Suck my fucking dick, you bitch. See you. I don't know why I, so, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> so violent. <laughs> why did why did I say that? I don't even have had. a penis anymore. Where's my penis, Tom? Where is have it? Have you seen it? I blew it off in an A-bomb. <laughs> Oppenheimer, he's like, I split his penis in half. That's what we're going to do. We're going to drop a bomb that splits everyone's dick. All right, I'm done. You're good. All right. All right. I'm tired. I want to go home. Yeah. Later. Bye.